From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, February 9th, 2018, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Brightpeak, our partners in bringing you the new love and money section at relevantmagazine.com. We're teaming up with Brightpeak throughout 2018 to bring you articles, videos, a new podcast, and a lot more, all with the intention of helping you build a better relationship with money while also strengthening your relationship with your significant other. As you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And with that in mind, we wanted to let you know about some of the great resources Brightpeak has to offer. Brightpeak is passionate about helping couples keep their relationships strong all year long by understanding each other better when it comes to money. From there, couples can get on the same page and reach their financial goals together. You can find links to some of Brightpeak's recommended activities at relevantmagazine.com slash love and money or visit brightpeak.com to get started. One thing you won't want to miss is the Love & Money Relationship Assessment, a science-based assessment created with one of the minds behind eHarmony. That assessment will give you insights to help you uh, be a better team along with your partner when it comes to your finances. You can find a link to that assessment at brightpeak.com under What's New at the Peak. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Guy Koffeltz. Yes, praise him. Looking very astute today. Yes, I'm going, I'm speaking right after this. Oh. So I got to get, drive a couple hours, and then I am, I'm talking about slavery. Oh, oh there you go. It's go time. Over there, hey, Eddie, we're all impressed. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And on the Skype line, our newest cast member, podcaster, author, speaker, live from Georgia this week, wow. Annie F. Downs. That's right. Good morning, gents. How are you? Best-selling author. Now, let's talk, and I realize this is becoming a recurring segment, but it's because apparently you can't record from the same place twice. <laughs> Where are you now? I am currently in my parents' house because I'm speaking in Atlanta tonight. <laughs> so I'm like- at my parents'. I'd like you to immediately bring them downstairs so that we can chat with them. Okay, they, they aren't around. here, you- and y'all are going to love why they aren't here. Well, my dad's at work, because he's my dad. What's my, he do? Uh, he's a CPA, but Ooh, he also does stand-up mm. comedy. He and John Chris <laughs> no met last way. week, and it was one of my favorite things right. ever. The funniest accountant oh, of the Southeast? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. When him and John Chris started riffing back and forth last week at my dad's office, I was dying. It was like... Uh, can I ask a question, Annie? Is all of his... Um, Jokes are they accountant related? Are they related <laughs> to so. accounting? Is he like an accountant? No, he has comedian. a good set related to accounting, but they aren't all accounting. <laughs> so he's not like <laughs> like there's, there's there's like Christian comedians that don't want the label. He's not an accountant comedian. He's just a comedian that happens to be an accountant. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's okay, right. I got gotcha. you. And then gotcha. my mom is not here because she is at the local college taking a class on mahjong, the game. <laughs> Whoa! A class on how to take that's play a new game? age. I wasn't allowed to play that. <laughs> yeah, you can't play mahjong. No. The devil is all. Listen, up in let that. me tell you about Pam. Pam likes what she likes, and she does not care yeah. if anybody else likes it or cares. And I love that about her. She's like, I'm going to go take a class at the university about how to play a Chinese board game. I right, measured. I, I I I actually I minored in mahjong. I should say <laughs> it's a, it was a thrilling program, and the degree has got me very far in life. So good for her. Good for your mom. I have a question when you. When you uh, travel, 
A lot yeah. of times people like to settle into their new surroundings, their hotel room. You know, they might bring little decorations that, you know, yeah. they, they, you know like full, people like, who travel a lot, you yeah. know, they, they just have a routine. Right. I bring like an Ikea lamp. When you go, when you go to say your parents' house, Let's say do you, you travel with the big wooden AFD or do you, <laughs> or do they just have one? They, oh, no, they no, have. no. I, I have a travel size, just like shampoo. I have a travel yeah. size. <laughs> Anyhow, Jesse, what personal things would you like to get into about your life? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I got, I mean, I got a lot going on right now, just professionally. I mean, Cameron's going to tease something. I was just, I'm sorry, I was distracted for a minute. I was, te- I was emailing with a professional biathlete from Team America, oh which is the coolest sport in the Olympics. It's what is that? I don't even know what that is. Shoot with a rifle. Um, uh, <laughs> Pretty, it, it involves it involves mastering two things, and it's super cool and random. Anyway, you know it's you know some some people some people have family stuff going on. Some people try to coordinate with biathletes. It's we all have a lot going on. Hey, are we pretty pumped up about the Olympics starting Friday? Yeah. I am. I'd like to tell you what I'm going to do. Well, here's the deal. Oh. Coming up on the show today, we oh. have a great show coming up on the show. Coming up later, you sound uh, surprised. Coin joins us. <laughs> oh. uh, the, uh, one of our favorite groups, yes. Coin. You know, I used to like them a lot more, but they changed. Oh, oh no. I am I am no. hurting for you. Hey, Cameron, hey Cameron. Yeah. Penny for your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is like I know you had thought about that. Oh yeah. When I saw they were on the lineup that immediately occurred to me. Yeah, you're like, All right, let me hey. test this out. And Cohen's like, yeah, it's actually a great joke. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, they have a brand new single dropping today yeah. on Friday. There you yeah. go. Growing pain. Uh, also, and this is why I got excited that you were going uh, your segue into the Olympics. Also coming up later. We have a very special segment because of the Olympics starting right now. Right now. Uh, we have the Relevant Sports Podcast crew yes. joining us oh. uh, for an Olympic preview. Wow. That's right. We're going to talk about a couple of the big, big stories that people need to know about. This, I, I don't know if, if how many uh, um, people have been listening to the sports show. This will give you a little preview, but also kind of um, you know a, a taste of this Olympics, I feel like, from an, uh, like an ethical and global perspective. Uh, perspective humanitarian perspective is probably one of the most important in our generation it's it, there's oh. a lot going on there Certainly. most most important corporate event uh, <laughs> of our generation jesse i need you to i need you to win me over on this because i'm just not a huge winter olympics fan oh boy. i mean it's something to do for a week in the right. evenings well, and I'll t- when the winter olympics comes what it's for a week we wish it was a week it's like nine weeks or something it feels like it goes on forever but the winter olympics means <laughs> to me burn. that the world cup is coming this summer that's what the winter olympics means to me oh mm. now you've lost all of us unfortunately does the olympic does the world cup have uh, an event that involves a a super fast race down a hill and then shooting a gun because if it doesn't <laughs> i'm not interested right when they can run around on the field with uh with dart guns then, then I'll watch the World Cup. Oh That's when it gets nope. interesting. I'm going to win you over this summer, you guys. Okay. okay. We'll see. So this Friday, yeah. we are taking a tour of our local NBC affiliate with our friend Amanda, who is on the news. So we're going to tour the NBC affiliate as they prepare for their special Olympics coverage. Cool. And then we're going to get <laughs> South Korean food. Okay. And then we're going to watch it because it's from South Korea. I was more excited about this than apparently any of my actual friends are. I was going to say, this is, this sounds incredibly <laughs> lame. Like, it sounds like, it <laughs> sounds like you're, you're in third grade and you're going on, on a, a field, field trip, trip that involves yeah. going to a local news station and getting yeah. South Korean food. And yes. the only good thing about what you're doing is that you get to get out of class for a couple hours. I was going to yeah. say, but what in third grade, what in field trip, the best day of the year? Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Well, I'm well, still Well, because you excited. got to sit next to the cute girl in the back of the bus. 
I mean, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I said, no, no, no. I sat alone <laughs> with my, my Boy Scout friends. <laughs> who, who were imaginary. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm all so lonely. Oh, well, well, well it's going to be a good show. Yeah. I like uh, I, 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 the relevant sports podcast. If y'all don't listen to it, it's, oh, uh, it's amazing. It's got an NFL player on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real life NFL player. Real life NFL player. It's going to be fun. They're coming up later. All right. Well, moving the show along. It's time for a weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Uh, said this week that he is going to seminary and wants to be a pastor when he retires from football. Our site blew up this weekend because of this uh, post. On Sunday, the quarterback led his underdog Philadelphia Eagles to a victory over the New England Patriots, throwing for nearly 400 yards. But his personal story is even more incredible than his on-the-field performance. Two years ago, he contemplated retiring and walking away from the game. He was cut from the St. Louis Rams on the TV show Hard Knocks in a painful moment that ended up going viral. However, as explained in a video he made for the YouVersion Bible app, after that happened, he said that he asked God if he should quit football and God told him, I'm going to be the most important thing in your life and you're going to step back into football and you're going to continue to play and I'm going to be with you every step of the way and you're going to play to glorify me. This week, he told reporters... That is quite a response. Uh No kidding. I took a leap of faith last year and signed up to take classes at seminary and explained that after retiring from football, he plans on going into the ministry. Well, good for him. I love my favorite thing about this is that we posted this, I think, on Friday, and yeah. then um, uh, I, I was just going through Twitter and I saw Relevant posted the story, yeah. and then the comment that Relevant posted was, "Well, we know who we're rooting for now," <laughs> yeah. and that made up my mind. I was like, "Okay, we're rooting for the Christians. Let's oh, go." Yeah, yeah, we're gonna root for God's team. We're gonna be on yeah. God's side on this one. Sorry, Tom Brady, and sorry, Bill Belichick. <laughs> We got a pastor and we got Carson Wentz, who's, you know, he's out there doing his whole ministry. They, even the, the Eagles is a cool story. It, it, for the last like two years, actually, there has, and I'm not saying that God calls them to win the Super Bowl. You can make up your own mind about that. You watch the game. It was pretty miraculous. Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> but there has been like sort of a revival yeah. in their locker room since yeah. the arrival of Carson Wentz, who got hurt. And that's who Nick Foles, you know, kind of took over the, the, the job for while he recovers. Um, you know, guys are getting baptized regularly. They're doing Bible studies. Uh, yes. Zach Ertz did an interview that we posted too. He's the tight end uh, who scored a critical. He actually the game winning touchdown. Yeah, uh, Zach that's Ertz right. caught. Um, and his wife's a big deal soccer player. You guys, yeah, yes. she's a. Sorry. So Zach Ertz said that after uh, Carson Wentz and, and Nick Foles started doing these Bible studies on the team, um, you know, he he said he was envious of them because he could tell something was different in their life, and he kind of wanted to know what it was all about. And now he is like a sold out Christian too. It's it's a cool story of the Eagles spiritually, regardless of how successful they've been on the field this year. Right, in case you missed it, CBS is working on a show about an atheist who meets Jesus on Facebook. Whoa. The official description oh, from Variety says, God friended me is the name of the show. God friended me. It revolves around an outspoken atheist <laughs> whose life is turned upside down when he's friended by God on Facebook. The proximity to the Holy Spirit makes him an agent of change in the lives of those around him. Follow the story of this young podcast producer as he figures out <laughs> who God is. 
The pilot, the pilot of the drama comes from <laughs> Greg Berlanti, the mastermind behind several hit superhero shows, including The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and the new show, Black Lightning. Do you know how to know that this wasn't hatched out of Christian culture? Like, this is something just like a Hollywood idea. If it was, awesome. it would be called I'm a Friend of God. Yeah. Like, that would have been a moment of show. <laughs> God friend yeah. of me is a real missed opportunity, but maybe they did that to be like, you know, this is our own thing, guys. We're not, this isn't, this isn't a cheesy thing. This yes. is cool. Yeah. Man, I feel like the majority of people I grew up with feel like they're God on Facebook. So I feel like I've already lived this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in case you missed it, this is crazy. Snoop Dogg performed a gospel concert at uh, Christian University Bethel. Uh, the, the rapper performed songs off his new album, Snoop Dogg Presents the Bible of Love. <laughs> uh, the school described the Super Bowl gospel celebration event as where faith meets football with key NFL players and top artists together on the Benson Great Hall stage for uplifting music and inspirational messages. Snoop's appearance was controversial among the Bethel community, oh? even though the school didn't officially sponsor the event, with the school's paper reporting that some people on campus had said, Bethel is going to hell for allowing this man on stage at Bethel. So oh, apparently wow. the entire university can go to hell now. I didn't even know yeah. that. Or maybe yeah, it's just institutional. They made it out unscathed. Thankfully, the earth didn't swallow Bethel swallow and Bethel Snoop Dogg into up. the abyss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. According to Rolling Stone, Snoop is the first secular artist to ever headline the long-running event. Well, that they know of. His new 32-track <laughs> album Annie. features gospel wow. artists including the Clark Sisters, Faith Evans, and Rance Allen, and drops in March. 32 tracks. Uh, he recently told Beach <laughs> One... When you can't decide the good ones, yeah. just Wait, sorry, them did all. you say 32 tracks? 32 tracks. <laughs> I thought you said two, <laughs> and I was and, like, And they're gospel weird. tracks, so 32. if you've ever listened to, the gospel, to gospel songs, oh. these things... There you go. I can't. This wait. is a, the Lord of the. This is the length of the Lord of the Rings entire trilogy. Director's <laughs> cut. Snoop told Beats One, uh, "It's always been on my heart. I just never got around to it because I always doing. I, I always be doing gangsta business or doing this or doing that. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it's been in my heart too long. I need to do it now. Hey, I hate mm. to step out of the moment, but few things bring me more joy than hearing you me read the read, quote. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're doing your journalistic <laughs> yeah. integrity. I, I, and Eddie, I could have paraphrased this. I could have paraphrased like, that. <laughs> it, 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 it threw me. Uh, here's a clip from the first single, Words Are Few. Don't hear from the Lord if I speak. So back off and let me eat. Can, can, can you say while we're listening to this, if you were to say, picture in your mind what a Snoop Dogg gospel song sounds like, this is exactly what it yeah. would sound yeah, like. Super Just, close, yeah. Like all he's doing is not saying things about chronic. <laughs> He just replaced it. He did like a search and find on his Word document, replaced it with God, and was like, yeah, gospel now. Let's do that. <laughs> that that's, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, what I, mean, I said or the song? No, no, the song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, I think the next Daz yes. will do it is Daz has to listen to all 32 tracks in one sitting. And, and uh, give us like a, he has like, to like really a song by it. song. A song breakdown. by song review. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That'll be yeah. an entire episode, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Uh, hey, in case you missed it, actor Jim Caviezel predicted that the new Passion movie will be the biggest movie of all time. Well, the actor is reprising his role as Jesus in Mel Gibson's upcoming film. Thought he died, and along with, spoiler alert, takes a lot. <laughs> Sometimes the jokes write themselves. Keep going, and along with his bold box office predictions, said there are things that I cannot say that will shock the audience. I, I hope not. 
shouldn't it be a story that we're pretty familiar <laughs> well, with? <laughs> so, right? Okay, well, though no plot details have been released, in a, in a 2016 interview with Stephen Colbert, filmmaker uh, Mel Gibson hinted that the new movie would actually deal with uh, spiritual warfare. Oh. He said that the bad guys in the movie are in another realm and suggested that the movie could explore Jesus going into hell and conquering Satan. So... I'm not going to lie. That's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Like a passion too. I, look, we've all, most of us, and I, I would assume a, a lot of our listeners uh, grew up in Sunday school. We know the story, you know, like it, 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 it sure. It might be like interesting to see a play on the big screen, but there's no surprises there. If the movie is Jesus going down into hell and fighting Satan before resurrecting and taking the keys of death from his from Satan's grasp, I'm not gonna lie, I, I mean, really want to see that. 100% because in. it's basically gonna be gladiator in hell. Like yeah. Jesus shows up as like Russell Crowe and just conquers hell. And Relevant I'm totally Christmas party. That. All of us in the theater watching that movie. Oh, I, it would have been long gone by then. Oh, it'll be out Easter. I don't know. Yeah, they don't have a release date yet. He, they've been kind of cagey about that. I don't know how the marketing works at relevant, but I'm pretty sure we just lost the passion of the Christ deal, but <laughs> well, there'll be others. <laughs> Sorry. There'll be other Bible movies. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Hey, and lastly, Kirk Cameron's still in the family. In case you missed it, I got an email this week. Of, I don't know. He's doing something and, and they're like, Hey, would you like to interview Kirk Cameron? I was like, Oh man, I, I, I yes. Absolutely. The answer is yes. <laughs> He's awesome. He's our favorite Christian I, celebrity. Are you serious? I can't, I couldn't bring myself to reply. Chandler. But at least, hey, Dad, oh, Chandler does. Have Chandler really prep and do the interview. <laughs> oh, that would can be amazing. I, can, I, can I at least say Cameron, uh, Kirk Cameron seems like a good sport? Yeah. I don't you know. You think so far? I think he's completely unaware. No, do I think you? he gets the whole no, thing. No, he can't he's, be unaware if he has the internet. I don't think he's John Tesh. I don't think... It, just, John Tesh was great because he's in on the joke of John Tesh. Yeah. And he, th- yeah. he thinks he's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. On so, the show. Yeah. Just get him on the show. I don't think Kirk Cameron would play along, man. Dude, I think he I think he is He's I not, think he gets it. Really? Yeah. I mean he has the internet. You know, That's what right? I'm saying. Like, no he way knows he what people know. highly filtered internet, but yes. <laughs> 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 <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I think like something called like AngelNet is on his router where it's, you know, any criticism of Kirk Cameron or nudity. No, but like if right, he right. but the thing was like he would be coming on to promote this new thing which we wouldn't normally obviously oh, cover sure, sure. and so it'd just be weird like it's almost like a bait and switch that like yeah. we know we want you to come on and we just want to joke around oh, and he I doesn't see. really know who we are you yeah. know i see i i just feel yeah, bad i feel like he, he definitely is, is not aware i thank you be, i yeah. agree yeah, wait okay. there's I'll, I'll really y'all think he's not i mean how would you not be aware of, of just mean, like his own because you're surrounded by people who tell yeah, you, a, you know, how awesome it's a bubble he yeah. lives in a bubble yeah. i mean y'all are really assuming he's bubbled himself uh, well, just look at what he does and says. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He does seem some of it. I will say that some of his most recent projects, like the one where it's Kirk Cameron saves Christmas and it's him <laughs> flying in like the movie poster is him like with a cross in one hand and like a candy cane on the other, like batting down happy holiday signs. That doesn't seem self-aware or ironic. That literally seems like the plot of the movie yeah. is involving him swatting down happy holiday signs at Macy's with a giant cross to put to put the big man yeah, back. Yeah, in this Christmas. is 
super weird show, and there's no amount of editing I'm, that's going to make like, it not I've, weird. I'm this off, whole thing. I'm off for obvious reasons. So I'm working night and day. I'm moving this week. I am not no. in my normal yeah mental state. Yeah, I've got chronic. I anxiety just came and here on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I just came here on a motorcycle to wake myself up. Yes. I was yawning How on the motorcycle. How late did you stay up last night packing, Cameron? Yeah, I did. Just right, as yeah, late. How late? How late are you? Oh, packing? I've been getting like three hours a night of sleep for oh, like oh three gosh. or four. Three or four. Just as an FYI, because well, we just came off a magazine deadline too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's been exhausting. That's my excuse. I Don't use the motorcycle to wake up. I tried. I, I was like, I need the wind in my face. Right, but <laughs> but like, if it doesn't work, then what? Well, it was, only about the half, it was only about halfway through that I thought this might have been a bad idea. <laughs> but at that point, you're already, already committed on the highway. Yeah, he's, he's got a half-written email to Kirk Cameron saying, "I may need you to take over." As the- <laughs> Host as well as permanently. Hey guys, and j- just to wake myself up, just to wake up myself up. I veered into oncoming traffic just for a second. Just a little shot of no adrenaline. Yeah, just a little shot. I've never shot. tried a wheelie before this morning. And it was cool. Can you imagine Kirk Cameron taking over the show? <laughs> hey, guys. coming at you from the Charisma Studios. It's me. Oh my god, Kirk Cameron. You know Mike Seaver. Anyway. <laughs> What's is going that, on this week? That, now talks? I'm dying to really meet him because I think y'all created a character that I'm fascinated I, by. I think, he, I think the world has created a character. I'm I, sure he's just no, a pretty I, nice, I normal say, dude. I want to say that I've interviewed him at some point, like years ago. I'm almost <laughs> certain of it. I can't remember for what. And I think he was pretty earnest. Like, I think he's a pretty chill. Yeah. I, didn't get him, I didn't intentionally get him riled up, though, Eddie. Like, I didn't, I didn't say, Which we would uh, do hi, if Kirk Cameron, happy show. holidays. Good to see you. That would have set him off. That was <laughs> when he became what? when he became. He would have said this, pardon my French, but what the heck did you just say? And from there, oh my gosh. From there Mike Seaver the taught a bunch of, of like inner city kids this about is gravity. Some yeah. This when is some teacher, baloney. I knew that there was a real soul in there. You can't act. That was like his truth coming out. Yeah. I'm just saying he's a good guy. I, if I ever were to interview Leonardo DiCaprio, I would only interview him about his relationship with Kirk Cameron because they were, they were co-stars, you know? Yeah, and yeah. growing pains. That's right. <laughs> and that does seem like, like the really high point of his career yeah jesse like, so i think to pinpoint on that is a real hot take you don't want to he, talk about like climate change and how it affected the revenant no thanks back to kirk cameron <laughs> i put out a i put out a netflix documentary about saving silverback gorillas you're not talking about that no i'm really interested in this kirk cameron thing yeah uh, any, like, cool. the yes. story? did you guys play pranks on each other or like how did it work <laughs> All right, lastly, in case you missed it, an amazing show. Tom Hanks will play TV star and Presbyterian minister Fred Rogers yes. in a new movie. I can't wait. The biopic "You Are My Friend," oh. which is um, not about um, God and Facebook, <laughs> uh, it'll cover the relationship between Mister Rogers and award-winning journalist Tom Junod. Uh, the reporter has been assigned a profile, had been assigned a, a profile of Rogers, and found it a life-changing experience, despite his reluctance to write the story. Notably, the actual Esquire article focuses heavily on prayer and Rogers' faith and ends with Rogers leading a once cynical Junod in a prayer that Junod writer that writes, is the prayer I'd been waiting to say a very long time. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, found that I, 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 was, I was prepping for the show last night and I ended up, just out of curiosity, reading this 
this Esquire article. I think it's from 1997 or 1998. And uh, one, it's weird that Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, was on the cover of Esquire. Serious. Um, but, but two, it is a fantastic story, and it makes me very, very excited to see this movie, but also really excited to see how Faith is portrayed because the 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 Esquire story faith is the crux of it you know mm. it's not just like hey here's kind of this hokey TV guy I wonder what his real story is you know off of uh, off camera but like he talks about even in his in in Fred Rogers office he has a big sign that says uh, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine and that you know he talks about prayer and faith constantly um, so I'll be interested to see how that how the big screen version uh, of it plays out. I mean, it's like the role that Tom Hanks was born to play. Oh, you know? seriously. Yeah. I always wonder where all the stuff went from. I mean, I'm sure it's in like the Smithsonian, but like that little train that would take you to the land of make believe. Right. I'm like, I, that was like my childhood. I, I watched yeah. that guy every single day. Yeah, I, I remember, remember. I remember seeing his like cardigan in the Smithsonian. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Can I be honest? Like, I appreciate him more as an adult than I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I was like, "This is super, super lame and boring." Like this guy. <laughs> He talks slow. He dresses lame. Like a big portion of the show is him taking shoes off and putting house shoes on. Like, I don't know, I don't know one human Street, that has special shoes for inside. Like for one. And two, the train isn't that cool and the puppets look like kind of creepy and they're falling apart and something I can make. I appreciate what he was able to do. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is horrible. And I'm Mr. never McFeely, great male person. Great. Oh, great man, but such a my, great my new house that I'm moving to yeah. has the mailman that walks around and does oh, so uh, puts that, it in the door slot. Oh, that's a, like, that's that is not a thing I like. Really? Why? Yeah, because there's like a little hole into your house. <laughs> you can put anything in there. <laughs> like, I mean, right. what, what, are you afraid they're gonna like the mailman one day? Eddie is gonna show up with like a a blowgun and just yeah. like jam it through there and dart you. What could possibly <laughs> go that, through there? Tell me why that is not a possibility. We saw it on Home Alone. It happens. <laughs> Done. That's true. I never thought that of that. Was I've never lived in a neighborhood where they did that before. Yeah, I don't. I don't want it. I don't want. Thank a, you, Jesse. You're right. A six by one inch slot open into my house at all times. I was outside painting the other day, and the mailman came up, and he goes, "Cameron," and I was like, "Oh, hello, yes," and he introduced himself. It's like See, a, it's like a Mr. Rogers neighborhood situation. No. Yeah, yeah. you know nice. that means you have to give him a Christmas present. Do you know this, Cameron? You have to uh, give him a Christmas present. Uh, yeah. I, I, he said his name to you because he's playing the long game of getting uh, a Christmas gift. That's mm. true. And I respect and, it. And yeah. if you don't, it's like a mafia situation. He'll protect me yep. for 10%. And yep. if I don't pay the 10%, all of a sudden my, my store burns down. Will he so give you a he'll gift card jam for doing something. your job? <laughs> he'll jam something in, in, that, in that door slot. Yes. Yeah, one day, one day, hey, you, you, you stiff him a couple of holidays in a row, you're going to wake up with a blow dart in the back of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see, you just see like a blow dart shoot back out of the mail, and you, and you literally look out the window and see the mailman running with mail pouring out of his bag, right. leaving a trail to the next house where he's blow gunning that homeowner. I mean, we do have an incredibly high level of trust for our mailmen, don't we? Assuming they won't they know, blow dart they know us a lot and they will give us our about mail. You. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know, trust my mail person at all. Really? So, yeah. do you think he keeps your stuff sometimes? I don't know. I just expect him to do his job, but I don't know why there's, we've talked about this on the show. Why there's tipping for male people is beyond me. Do you tip your garbage people? No, they don't tip me for doing my job. We all just do our stuff. But if they, has he, have they ever done it in a, like, like my, like my mail, my, my trash guys at the house I've been living at. Yeah. Like there've been a few times my garage door was open and they actually would go put the containers back in my garage. Oh, being, see mine were never done. Oh, that's really nice. And, and there've been times where I've done like, 
a major spring cleaning or a lot of yard work. And there's just a lot out there and they would always make sure it was all gone and tidied up. And it was just a very, so I have, I have left thing. So when you're moving away, Cameron, are you going to say like goodbye to them? Are you going to give them a heads up? You're leaving? No, no. It took me. They'll see the piles of garbage. Here's my (laughs) test. They've been pillaging. They've been pillaging Cameron's garbage for all the good stuff for a long time. Yeah, they'll they'll know he's gone. Here's how bad my trash people are. It took me four weeks to get them to realize that I was trying to throw away a trash can. And they just kept leaving it. That is, was like, can, I, can I be honest? Like, That's on you, I had man. to leave a note that said the can is trash. And it was like split down and the side. Like, yes, we know. We yeah. know it's a trash can. <laughs> like, throw away the trash can. It was too meta for them. They couldn't yeah. handle it. So yeah. no but, that, but to be fair, that's too meta for anyone. How are they supposed to know? <laughs> they, they've big... never, their trucks aren't even built to throw away a can. Like, right. I feel yeah. like that's on you, dude. You yeah. can't take that to a dumpster. or it's a snake or eating the, its own tail. It's or one or thing just cut it in pieces or something. I mean... I had a mailman growing up like we used to play basketball <laughs> out in the driveway all the time and I had a mailman growing up that would pull over and get into a game like a full <laughs> not take a jump shot he would get into a full game and then go continue his route here's what you need to do you know what though too get rid of that mail slot get just get a door that has no mail slot and then you well, just that, like have an outside mailbox yeah, like yeah, you yeah, just do one on the side oh on the side of the house yeah, yeah, yeah. on the side of the door yeah, that's what you had before right just the little box no, that's no I, have, I currently I have a mailbox out at the street and oh. my Current house. I'm saying one that's just like to the left of the door. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a little box that opens. Okay. Cameron, I also see a scenario where you come home one day and they've and your mail has been dropped in the house and it's dark and you slip and fall and I don't know an old yeah. guy problem. I, I mean, it, again, having never lived in a Excellent house like point. this before, every time I go over there, you know, this because we're going over there every day mm-hmm. right now. It is weird that there's like trash thrown on the the foyer floor. That's exactly know? right. It's like it, it doesn't like land neatly. A bed, bath and beyond coupon. It's like the, it's there. an explosion yeah. of junk mail. Yeah. Hey, you know, when you move, you get a really nice bed, bath and beyond one. You get like 20% off your whole purchase. So you need to look for that puppy. Wow. Don't toss that. I, actually, I went over to uh, the USPS website to change my address uh, the other night. And as you're doing it, all of those coupons, you can select the offers you want oh. from like, oh, not just smart. bed, bath and beyond, but like Pottery Barn or West Elm or whatever. Like you can mm-hmm. get 20% off for, and you only do the ones you want. Steak and shake. And then they email you the coupons. Well, that's interesting. Oh, they email it. How, yeah. how paper saving. Yeah, I know. And you would think ironic. of all the businesses, yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. We don't even acknowledge email right. as a thing that exists. No, no, no. Yeah. I immediately got an email and I printed out the coupon. Oh, well, so mail the, from, the, from the mail service, right. I had to get an email and print out my coupon. Yeah. And then, and Eddie, did you say then mail it to yourself? <laughs> yeah, just to keep them in business. I mean, they've made no money off this transaction. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, that'll do it for Casey Missed It. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. Listening to Maggie Jordan. The song is "Gave Your Love Away." I always, I always get. I, I listen to them regularly, but I'm, I, I second guess myself. Is it's it so, Majid? Yeah, it's so hard to say. Majid or Majid? Right. I always get it it's, wrong. It's Majid. Yeah. And I don't even know what I just said, but I know it's Majid because I listen to them on Beats One and I've heard them say, "Right, Majid." Okay. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard "Lay Youth" 
they're French. The song is I Could Always. It's featuring Minder. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, guys. I don't mean to get political, but this is a story that must be addressed. Uh, it's it's very controversial legislation that so far has failed to, to pass state legislators in Kansas. The numerous lawmakers have tried different strategies to get it through. Uh, the Kansas wants to raise the minimum age for which uh, people uh, in the state can run for office, specifically the governor. The reason why that this law has come up is because six different teenagers across the state, <laughs> all under the age of 18, have entered the governor's race. Yes. I like their pluck. I like I their moxie. It. I, I love, love it. it. I love it. Now, I do want to uh, I bright. do want to warn of a, uh, you know, we all remember what happened to Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. Yeah. He he won the mayorship. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was a, a kid. <laughs> yeah. A kid when he was a kid and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he wasted the Townsend budget on ice on ice town. I'm going to read the headline from the Pawnee newspaper at the town uh, at the time. Ice town cost ice clown his town crown. <laughs> I don't want to see that fate befall any of these these uh, uh, individuals because the stakes are very much higher. We're not talking about a mayor of a small town because I did some research and I wanted to see what the youngest mayors were. There's actually in Minnesota. I guess I evidently like not a lot happens that involves that needs like municipal leadership in small towns in Minnesota because one town in Minnesota <laughs> had a three year old win the mayorship and then a couple years later had his older brother who was six win the mayor there. There's also been an 11 year old mayor, but the youngest governor in the history of the United States uh, was back in 1835. Can anyone guess what the youngest governor in American history was? The age 20 years old. Uh, seven. Um, <laughs> hold on. The youngest mayor. I'm going to go 17. No, governor. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. 17. The youngest uh, governor was 24. Cameron, you win that round. That's um, still pretty young. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's crazy. But but I will say this. the, the All of the, the six that are running in uh, Kansas are are absolutely taking this for real. I, I started doing some research about these. Uh, it's six guys. And so one of the newspapers had a picture of all six of them. There's six high school students, all under 18. The irony is they're not allowed to vote for the governor, but they can run for the governor legally. Um, right. And so I was expecting them to be like, I was expecting this as like a prank that me and my friends would like hatch in high school, yeah. you know, um, but and where just re- purposely absurd things for my newspaper picture. These guys are all taking this really serious. They're wearing suits and ties. They have like tussled hair. They actually are run- wanting to run for governor. I saw I dove in deep. I, I dove in one of the, the leading candidates, uh, young Jack Bergenson. Now, I went to votejack2018.yolasite.com. What's concerning to me there is he doesn't seem that tech savvy because I got a message when I, when I went there that said Jack for Governor got said to go to jackforgovernor.com dot nationbuilder.com uh, uh, which wasn't linked I had to manually put that in I went to that URL and that came that site came up empty like there was nothing there just uh, sitting there so you know I don't know if some of these guys have abandoned the race or, or what their deal is why they're not following through with their <laughs> with their campaign websites it seems like a pretty logical steps but I don't think it's cool that the man is trying to shut them down like hey <laughs> Let the let these teens go and disrupt the system. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like we live in a democracy. This is a so. I mean, this this problem takes care of itself. If the person isn't qualified, nobody will vote for him. Right. I mean, and if the people want 
yeah. a particular 16 year old to be their governor. Let them, why, why prohibit the, the state residents from speaking or choosing their, what they want. Right. It was a really, I, there was a episode of the West Wing one time that discussed lowering of the voting age. And it was actually a really compelling argument that a lot of the laws that are enacted have a lot to do like uh, disproportionately affect kids. That, the people that are 18 year old and younger things like, education this is so you're talking about the voting age we're well, talking, I'm talking about, about the ability to legislate and vote is it's not unreasonable to think that it should or at least could be available like to if be you in the can hands drive say maybe it's 16 today right or, something. Yeah. or you can make decisions that create wars that send off 18 year olds like why wouldn't a 16 right. year old be allowed to have some sort of voice in legislation and voting it it seems i mean obviously the there's the flip side of the coin which is do they have the emotional and mental maturity to handle those kinds of decisions, but I mean, well, well, come on, do. where it gets, where it gets kind of in the weeds is the, the several, well, one, if lawmakers do this, they're missing an opportunity for a hilarious sitcom plot that would basically <laughs> write itself. You know, jokester <laughs> of the high school accidentally wins governorship of Kansas. I'd be, I'd watch that. That'd be hilarious. But the other thing, the other hey, thing that's I gone believe wrong, that is the plot of the new ABC uh, family friendly comedy, the mayor. Remember right. the, the, the rapper? Oh, yeah, who, and it already got cut, didn't it? Yeah. Cut, oh, well. They, they should have made him a spoken. teen. They yeah. should have made him a teen. That, that's the problem with that. He should have <laughs> yeah, been baby 15 mayor. years old. Uh, baby just like mayor. A it's like a regular baby, but he wears a suit, and that's what makes it funny. <laughs> <laughs> but but here here's kind of the situation. Lawmakers all agree they don't want these teens uh, trying to win the, the, the governorship, but then what they can't agree on is what the age should be. Some say it should be 18. Some uh, have said, suggested 25. Others want it to be 30 years what? old. Yeah. So right now, you, you know, even for like the office of president, the age minimum is 34, which that seems a little arbitrary. You know, I wonder where that is. There's got to be some. And it's different for different types of governmental offices. But that is right. the, huh. the age for the president. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any office that has no age limit? Yeah. The Kansas governor. Well, but I mean, <laughs> ma ma major offices like is there that's a pretty, that's major pretty major office? There's only like 50 of them. To the people of Kansas. <laughs> right. Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I, so so I, evidently there's four or five Podcast states. In Kansas. Uh, yeah. there, there's only four or five states in the country that don't have age limits for uh, for governor. But it's like, dude, th like you said, Cameron, if that the, let the people speak, that's what a democracy yeah. is. If the majority of the residents of that state want this individual to be their governor, that's their choice. It's yeah. not a. This is not. This is a non-issue. Right. You do not need to regulate this. Right. Just Thank don't you. vote for the kids. Just don't vote for the kids. Right. Well, I, I'm going. I'm going to do some more research about and these guys, and I'm going to be formally endorsing one of them. Before yes. the, the, <laughs> I don't live in Kansas. Not the I guy with the GeoCity Kansas policy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not you know, the guy I with the dead MySpace page. No, we need to have one of them on the show. It, oh, for sure, Outlaw Hero. You know what we need to do is, ha is host an Outlaw Hero debate with like two of them or three of them. You said they're yeah. like her Cameron. They're not aware. They're not self-aware. You said they're very serious. Yeah, you know well, I mean? they are. I mean, yeah. but but what I'm saying is like they're not taking this as a joke. But I think they, they, I mean, if you're smart enough to launch a governor campaign, I think yeah. you're smart enough to come on and have a, a little fun on a debate. I'll yeah. pitch it to them like a late night show. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they'll they'll get that. They, they these I'm looking at the pictures of these kids. They know yeah. what's going on. They know they're, they're, they're in high school. Like, they're in high school. Yeah. Like half their life is just joking around, even oh, if yeah. they're seriously running for governor. I'm convinced oh, totally. of that. 
I think the biggest problem facing Kansas is that we don't have vending machines in the D-Wing. Um, I would love to see um, that happen. I will bring six more hot topics to this state. <laughs> My mom like never lets me go out. That's all his answer is. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> no more curfews. Yeah. All right. What do you have, Annie? People are going to have okay. to sit next to me on the bus. <laughs> By law. I'm tired of sitting alone with my Boy Scout friends. Or you will go to jail. <laughs> That's I, a new, will, I will tell the, the mail carriers to blow dart you because they are <laughs> under my employee. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody has to use those door things now. He sees the mail carriers as his legion of minions to carry out his yeah. bidding. Yeah, I mean, they're basically the stormtroopers of the government. Right, right. Wow. Oh my gosh, what a great tagline. Mail carriers, the stormtroopers of the government. Except, except stormtroopers look really cool and have sweet weaponry, yeah. and and mail carriers have trucks. That's, it's still impossible not to laugh when you see one. My, my, so cool. my, mail, carrier, my mail carrier that I just met uh, was wearing shorts that day. The, oh. the shorts Oh my. outfit but they're still like felt or yeah. like they're thick heavy wool they are not felt they yeah are they're not thick felt. heavy wool they you know the- yeah they're burlap um and they're also just like a inch too short and yeah. just a like a and an, an uh, inseam too tight and the socks were a few inches too high yeah like it's yeah. all just like hey let's do like what jordan did for basketball and let's just but push he was wearing that bur- like that bermuda hat like the safari oh, yeah. hat so, you yes. know oh yeah like the hard hat but you know no i know to protect your head from from all the mail and from all the yeah from all the blow darts from 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 blow darts from counterattacks yeah yeah that's what i was wondering like another one drives by in his little box and blow darts him um all right all right what do you have any okay so i'm not gonna spoil any of this but are you guys watching this is us no no i watched a little bit of it after the super bowl okay i I watched the clip i watched the clip that you're about to refer to yeah i know the thing that happened yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to say necessarily the thing that happened, but everybody knows the thing that happened is that, well, yeah. I'll tell you this, there was a house fire. And the house fire is led to the death of a very, very favored, loved character, the father of the family, Jack Pearson. Oh my goodness, spoiler and, alert. I DVR'd no, 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 no. it. But that happens huh? in like the very beginning of the episode, yes, though. Yes, yes. Well, and I haven't watched it yet. I watched like five minutes of it, and that was in the five minutes that I saw. Okay. Yes, this was yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And yeah. anyone who speaks This Is Us has known that Jack Pearson died since like episode two. We've just been waiting to figure out how. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I so see. what happened, the Oh, is reason, it the old, the old dad that he reunited with? No, no, no. no that no. guy's long, long dead. No, this is the, this peace, is the uh, teenager who ended up running for governor to, to <laughs> land a date with the hottest girl in school and ended I up winning. It- and now he's stuck there and hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Coming this fall, spinoff. This is us. It's a serious drama. Every, People yeah. are gonna love it. His main Call platform was every house gets a crock pot. <laughs> okay, so that's where I'm going. Right. That's exactly this slice. Is that the cause of the fire is a crock pot? And since the episode aired, crock pot the company has gone nuts with a marketing scheme. Not scheme. That's rude. With a marketing plan, they've been burning houses down across the country. Yeah. I mean, they started a Twitter account just to combat what everyone is saying about crock pots and how crock pots aren't dangerous. And they even got the guy who dies in the show, Jack Pearson, formerly known as Jess from Gilmore Girls. He is even in a commercial eating chili out of a crock pot because they are working so hard. Crockpot is working so hard to recover our faith 
in their appliances. And it was because it was plugged in and uh, overnight and it caused a fire, which has me a number one. I'm unplugging everything. A number but one. Also, yes. Yeah. It's but also, also, this is a lengthy outline. Yeah. Yeah. D. This uh, is my 32 track album. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody settle in. I have a lot to say. No, I don't. I I just think it's interesting when when culture starts being informed by entertainment like that to the point where a company that has lasted for a lot of years feels like it has to start defending itself against one episode of one television show. A fictional yeah. happening. Yeah, it has right. to yes, defend itself against something happen. they didn't have. I saw a great interview on, I can't remember what website it was, where they interviewed a lawyer to determine if Crockpot could hypothetically sue This Is Us for defamation. Like, that That this episode uh, basically, it, the lawyer said it's, it'd be very, very difficult to win, but if they could prove a linkage to the house fire <laughs> depicted on the show and a, and a, and an observable sales decline for something that went wrong that wouldn't actually go wrong in a pot uh, a hot uh what it was called a hot, hot pot, pot. Uh, crock pot uh, <laughs> he has hot pocket on the mind yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm all i'm thinking about hot pocket since this started because they sound so similar um yeah. that that <laughs> hypothetically maybe they could have a legal case but not that they're suggesting doing that but they've they've had a legitimate marking blitz to counter this bad PR that they killed a beloved TV character. Huh. Right. That's so funny. They didn't, I, I can't get past the fact that they didn't already have a social media account. No, they didn't. Crockpot did not have a Twitter account. Who's until... going to follow Crockpot on Twitter? But I'm like, what do you have everybody has a Crockpot? Oh, every... recipes. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Like those tasty videos are like the most popular thing on social media. It and seems with, like. the, I, with I, the new rise of the Instapot, you would think Crockpot would have preemptively planned to have a competition for the Instapot, but the pr- they didn't. The problem is with Crockpot. problem is with Crockpot, they just move really slowly. They'll like find out about something in the morning and it takes them like eight hours to even make it. <laughs> and, 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 and let's be honest, 99 He is proud of himself. Thank you. He sat so back. That, that was a yeah, smug Eddie. little smirk. He <laughs> leaned back and looked very accomplished. I, and, and just so you know, in terms of the brand that you're trying to build, yeah. a lot of people just pushed pause. They're like, you know what? I'm going to just go listen to Nerdist. I yeah, can't handle yeah. this. <laughs> but the, 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 my, here's, my, here's my beef with Crockpot. Oh! Oh, uh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with a crockpot other than make stew? I don't know. I mean, like, I've never had a crockpot meal. I use mine to warm uh, up. 99% of the recipes involve a, a meal that is built around <laughs> soggy meats. Like, do you love soggy meats? Then you'll love any of these 500 yeah, recipes that you can make. Because oh. all you do with a crockpot is put meat in there with some manner of liquid and get it real hot and soggy. <laughs> All day long, and then you eat it. That is that is what a crock pot does. That is the product description. Hot, soggy meats at the end of the day. Yeah. That is what they do. Uh, we really have got a lot of great taglines for companies. That yeah. may be a question yeah. of the week. Crockpot's going to be calling your phone any yeah. minute now, Jesse. USPS. Use that. Uh, the government-controlled stormtroopers. Cr- yeah. yeah. Crockpot. Soggy meat at the end of the day. Yeah. Hot soggy meat at the end of the day. Hot <laughs> soggy meat. So, so uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, that's a good slice. All right. What do you have, Eddie? Well, thanks, uh, buddy. What's, uh, yeah, well done. Hey, so, um, anybody know what's coming up this week? Uh, the Olympics. The Olympics, the Olympics. Uh, but the week of the in Valentine's between, Day. Between, 
Yes, I mean, we were going to say my birthday on the 12th, but it's fine. Valentine's Day is... <laughs> Mail Carriers a- Appreciation Day. Yeah. Seriously, don't forget. Or your <laughs> calf is going to get a very sharp pain, and you'll know instantly <laughs> you'll what know happens. Instantly. That is it. That is it. You feel ah! just a little... little uh, I forgot. I forgot again what this year. I deserve that. I deserve that. That one hit me right in the Achilles. The little cobra, the little baby cobra, right. finally snapping. Yeah, or, that, that or he put a, in a dart right after last Christmas right. when you forgot to leave a gift card. Right. That, well, that's a great thing about you know, at least with the mail hole thing, is that any assault that will happen will be you know below the knee. It's it's an ankle assault at that point, which you know it's, it doesn't feel good, but it's not going to. You know, well, that's why the the mail carriers wear the high socks with the shorts. To keep the calves exactly. covered. They're like padded. They're like Kevlar. <laughs> they're like Kevlar yeah. socks. You can't do a return. You can't do a, a return, return dart. blow dart. Yeah. No, they're ready to go. I've really thought this through. Listen, a dating app, and I'm not going to name what the app is because I do not know if it is legit or completely terrible, but a dating app has done a extensive, has done extensive research about people's feelings about Valentine's Day. And I wanted to bring these findings because they did a study in 2013. And at the time, a majority of the people said that they interviewed that they surveyed said that they felt a great deal of pressure to acknowledge and participate in Valentine's day um, to do something about it. Recently they did the study again and uh, of the 654 people, only about 230 said that they considered Valentine's day important. And most of the people just said that they thought that Valentine's day was just another silly hallmark holiday. And a majority of people said that they felt no pressure to date, do anything, acknowledge Valentine's Day. What? Are these the majority? Men? Yeah, majority of the people said that they have females too. Yeah, of the 654 of which it was across the board male, and they're all in relationships. And uh, well, they were all on this. Well, no, they're all on this dating right. app. Right, exactly. So you're on a dating app. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But what I'm because saying they is... Because have a successful relationship. Right. The people, no, 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 Cameron's no, no. Started. A lot of people who are happily dating or married have found love on dating apps. They're not no, weird no, no, anymore. No, I'm right, saying right, but they're right, on no, the app that. because they haven't yet found right. a so successful saying, relationship. So basically, it's doing yes. an interview of single people and how single people are viewing or just, you know, athletes by athletes are viewing like the uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> That's like <laughs> I was gonna say something you misconstrued, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue. So, <laughs> how are viewing Valentine's Day? So I think it's just well, how do single people feel well, about Valentine's but, Day? That's but, I mean, generally what is. Shouldn't the we study ask is. people in loving relationships what we should think about Valentine's Day? But so the single whole, people can learn best practices. No, no, no. That's a whole different. That's a different study in a different slice. This is how are single people feeling about Valentine's Day, and the whole point of the slice is well, is that there has been a movement away from Valentine's Day being this high pressure situation where we got to like find a well, date. If you're and, single, yeah. I mean, you don't. Yeah, I mean, but I think if you're in a relationship, it, it's a thing, right? But yes, but that's who we're but talking about. Okay, okay. Yeah, of course, hey, if you're, you're single, you're not going to worry about Valentine's Day because you don't have a buddy to buy anything for. But that's you're untrue because the study in 2013 of the same cross section of single people said okay. that they were very concerned about like finding someone to be around on Valentine's Day, not being alone on Valentine's Day. Like oh, now, they now people are saying like, oh. deal for, for single people. Now I understand what you're saying. Couples. It, in now fairness, it, yeah. it was a terribly set up slice in truth. I was well, just I, thinking I thought, about jokes. Yeah, I was just trying to, 
Like, just, most of yours are like yeah, that. Though. I did a bad job. <laughs> I owned that. So, well, yes. kind of, hey, Eddie, we're kind of backing into this one. A little. <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, and I feel like I started at the end of the cul-de-sac yeah. and was dodging garbage cans. Uh, and, but I'm, we're eventually we're almost to the garage, right? Yeah, now. Right. We're, we're, yeah. we're just about. We're just okay, about. To get I just there. breached the driveway. Okay. Yeah. okay. So let me. So there has been a a cultural shift. In the last five years, <laughs> yeah, you do. It. From this where single better. people yes. feel like it was a very important thing to, to have, have someone to spend Valentine's Day with. Yeah. Okay, I mean, if you want to say it like that, sure. If you want to make it make sense, then yes, that's how it should go. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about the pressure of like celebrating Valentine's Day, you know, because I think people in relationships kind of feel the like r- that they should, yeah. right? You know what's funny? I am traveling on Valentine's Day, which is just oh. like such a bummer town. So we're gonna hang out in the morning. I've done. I've tra- I've, I've planned a couple of like things go, in the morning. You're gonna go, go to the TV station. Gonna go to the TV. Get, get more South Korean food. South Korean food. Watch the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get, be get, quite get a, a day. good. Get some good uh, uh, beef that will be a soggy, gross, potatoey yes. mess at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, yes. Put it on for the family. <laughs> uh, so single people on Valentine's Day. Good luck. It doesn't matter. It doesn't That's matter. All, no, it doesn't matter. There you go. That's yeah. all I wanted to say. I mean, that's Do you know what's slice, worse right? than Valentine's go. is Galentine's. Do y'all know Galentine's? Yeah. yeah. What's it, wasn't that on no, Parks and Rec or something? It's the, it's the no, ni- 30. No. Do you do it the night before or do you do it the night of? Well, for starters, don't do you do it to me at all because I do not do it. I okay. do not Galentine's. Yeah, explain explain what it is. Do your friends, do your gals do it that <laughs> night or the night before? Because on Parks and Rec, it was the night before. I think from what I've seen on the internet, a lot of Galentine's things happen on Valentine's. It is a replacement for a Valentine's experience. Gotcha. Uh, On the office, they had a party. It was the Lonely Hearts uh, Club. Remember? They had the Lonely yeah. Hearts party on so Valentine's Day. Do, do guys do Palentine's Day? Like, what's, <laughs> is should. there a guy equivalent? I will be this year. I will be in Washington, D.C. at the Crown Plaza Bar with my friend Richard Lee enjoying Valentine's Day. Just Valentine's. me and my bro. <laughs> I can't wait to see how many people show up and join you, Eddie. Just for oh, that. They have God. enough information to be there. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Yeah, because single guys don't do anything on Valentine's. Right? If they, I mean, no. they just like, it's no, just that's a day. Their reward for being single. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just like, anything. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh. Great. Guess what I have in my wallet? About 50 bucks still. You know? <laughs> just, like, yeah. Gonna not do a thing. <laughs> but but I mean, math, I, that is 15 crockpot meals. <laughs> yummy, yum, yum. <laughs> don't you remember? You, don't you remember guys in high school breaking up with girlfriends like a week or two before Christmas or Valentine's Day or prom just because they were like, I am. I'm not going to be able to get into this oh, whole thing. Wow. I, I, we have a mutual friend who was working at Relevant who, yeah. who was in a fairly serious, but on again, off again, a little bit, but serious. And she was way more serious than he. He broke up with her literally the week before Valentine's Day what? and then just had a change of heart and got back together with her right after Valentine's Day. And we all saw as a very obvious. He didn't want to have to declare his intentions with yeah. a gesture on Valentine's oh, Day. Wow. Yeah. He, he just wanted buy to, himself an Xbox that very <laughs> yeah. he just wanted to kind of skip it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. well, well, so no Valentine's Day AFD. Oh, no, no, no. I don't just hang out. Just day. like a normal day. Yeah, normal day. I, it, I mean, do y'all really want me to go there and yeah. tell you my thoughts what on else, yeah. What else are we doing? Yes, I want to hear you, it. Unless you don't want to. I have yeah. No, no I will. Let's hear I think that when we, I think there's a real problem in culture when we try to mask our pain by filling in with something else instead of just feeling our pain. So if you're going to feel lonely on Valentine's Day, hang out with your friends, but don't try to give it something else so that you don't feel the loneliness. Oh. Just feel the loneliness and hang out with your friends. 
Yeah, that's actually a really great advice, right? Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't just be honest about how you're feeling that day? If it's bothering you, it's okay. And it's okay to bother you. Or it's okay yeah. if it doesn't bother you. Like, just be where you're at. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some people probably want to go out for Valentine's and they just yeah. look forward to it. And it's a blast and it's like, you know, it's I mean, not it's a sad thing to hang out with your friends. And- but sure. I think the key is just do what feels right to you. If you yeah. don't want to go out, don't feel pressure to. If you sure, that's wanna- it. Don't use Valentine's Day to fill in a blank. Right. Do it right. if it's fun. Don't use yeah, it to fill no. in a blank. Allow yourself to have a gap in your life. There is not a problem with having a gap. All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Coin joins us. Listening to our next guest, Coin. It's their brand new single, which drops today. It's called Growing Pains. Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by Movement. Uh, you've heard me talk about Movement recently. It's amazing how fast they have been growing. This uh, They started by making affordable but stylish yeah. watches. Uh, they have now sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries, and it's revolutionizing the industry with the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. Uh, they've even doubled their number of watch styles and are now selling high-quality sunglasses and women's bracelets. Oh, my. The reason why this is very timely yes, yes. is there is a right. certain gift-giving occasion right around the corner. Now let's talk about oh. People are hearing this on Friday. They're just it's, freaking it's out. It's National Mail Carriers Day, and how you deliver it to them <laughs> is is you just shove it. You shove this watch, and these watches are durable, I should say that, and you put it back through the mail slot as they're walking away, and they turn around and just over their shoulder, like, what's that? National Mail Carriers Day gift. It's very uh, cool. Very hey, cool. if you thought gift giving was all over after Christmas, uh, don't You're forget Valentine's, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, our friends at Movement have put together a perfect interactive gift guide to make Valentine's shopping painless. Whether you're shopping for him or her or your mail carrier, find everything from watches to fashion forward bracelets and sunglasses in Movement's limited edition gift box. It's all curated by their in-house stylist with their trendiest pieces that your special someone will love. And I'd like to just give my yearly warning to our friends that are listening to this that have a significant other. If you guys have had the conversation that's like, you know what, let's just not do gifts. Like Valentine's isn't about that. Let's just do it. It's a trap. You need to go to Movement (laughs) right now. And you need to order a bracelet or a watch or some combination of that and get expedited shipping and get it here by the 14th. And same with the mail carrier. You know, they're like, oh, don't get me anything. But seriously, I would hate to see someone accidentally blow dart you. Right. Because they have a a six by a six by one and a half inch access to your house. Right. You know how many snakes every day. And I know your movements. I know your patterns. Just I know the times of day you're walking by the mail slot. Trust me. Trust me on this. Feeding in little tiny cobras that grow up. Oh, Oh, God. Gosh, Baby cobras become big cobras. That's yeah. the number. That's yeah. the storyline of, I've always of said. Uh, the Passion movie. Yeah. yeah one, day, one day you wake up and there's like green gas pouring through, and it's like you know an old Adam yeah. West era yeah. Batman trapped yeah. at the, that the Joker. mail carrier's like You do not mess with them. Is what I'm saying. Hey, you can get 15 percent off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com/relevant. Uh, go to mvmt.com/relevant to get 15 percent off today. Join the movement. There you go. Oh, clever. 
Well, that's what they said. No, it's very clever of them. Yeah, it's good. Jordan Usually, Lewis. I laugh at these taglines. That's a really good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Indie rock band Coin has just struck out on a new North American tour in support of their latest album, How Will You Know If You Never Try? And their brand new single, which you just heard, Growing Pains, drops today. The band recently stopped by the relevant podcast studio uh, to discuss uh, the writing process for the album, uh, life on the road, and how they create such an awesome in-person live music experience. Here is part of our conversation with Coin. a lot for the energy you bring to a performance so what i want to know is like what's the anatomy of a great live show from you guys as performers um but also a little bit behind the scenes like what what needs to come together or needs to happen for a great show there's so many factors but i think it it's where we are right now at least where i am it's all dependent on the crowd like okay. I like I need all the energy I can get because it's like I can only give so much playing like 40 days in a row you know, or two months in a row. Um, so it's uh, it's a really you need as much as the crowd as we can get actually. Yeah, it really is about that. And it's about that camaraderie like of the people coming it's a, together. It's to a like, team effort. Yeah, it really is. It's like coming together for one purpose and to make, you know, to do one thing. And I think that's it's just cool. Yeah, I think that's that's what's most necessary right now. That's what like makes the show because there's nothing. I mean, it has obviously something to do with us, but when it comes down to it, it's like it wouldn't be possible without the thousand people in the room. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's obvious, but what what especially do you need from, from a crowd, crowd, from an audience? I mean, it's easy to say energy. Like, like it's like a like a. I think a vague I think a, an easy way to answer that would would be um, open mindedness for whatever happens during the show, because yeah. I, I I think that. I've even been to shows where I have a preconceived notion about a band or something like that, but I've started to notice that a lot of our fans and the people they're bringing to our shows that we've maybe never met or they haven't seen us you know, play before, if they're open-minded, they have so much more fun because they're not expecting a specific thing. And I think that if you can go into a concert experience with that, then you're surprised by the performance. And then for, you know the easier way to answer would also be the energy that they provide if they're willing to. But if they're just simply open-minded about it, I think they're going to have fun. That's true. And that helps us a lot. Yeah. Do you guys go into shows intentionally and try to keep it more open-ended? Like, we're going to be ready for anything? Or do you kind of have, like, a script that you stick to almost? Um, We try to stay pretty, pretty, pretty scripted. Not scripted, but, like, we're, like, open to anything and, like, we'll take our time with stuff. But, like, I think to to keep consistency and with like there's so many moving parts to our show now with production and like and like lighting and all these different things that like we kind of have to be. I mean, we worked probably 12 hours a day for six days on just rehearsals alone. Yeah, just yeah. planning things. And but also for, also planning for the worst, you know, and like yeah, figuring mm-hmm. out totally. like planning for the things that could go wrong. And the worst does happen every once in a while. And we're, and we're totally to ready for it, it. But yeah. like in an ideal world, like I'd like to keep it pretty structured, <laughs> yeah. just for my brain because. Yeah, I'm not trying to freak out in front of a bunch of people. 
I was going to say, <laughs> back to your question, I think two questions ago, that's the preparation allows us to provide the energy that we do. Because I think if mm, we, if we weren't true. so well rehearsed going into this tour, it's the biggest in every sense of the word, we wouldn't be able to exert ourselves that way and play so mindlessly mm-hmm. and seemingly effortlessly. I mean, it's difficult, able, but... You, you want to be able to focus on connecting with people who are coming to your shows. So yeah, so the show is... So the, so the music parts. is, like, yeah. second nature, and you can really focus on, like, interacting with the Using people. Using that music to connect I'm with learning stuff from Joe. Yeah. Okay, I like this. I don't know. Thank I'm you. Just, That's great. I want to be a boyfriend When you need a little company Musically, it's very obvious to think like, okay, from one album to the next, you know, you want to be creative. You don't want to do the same thing over and over. You want to innovate. But I think it's easy to forget that you want the same thing to happen on a tour and live performances. Oh, yeah. You don't want to give people the same show twice. No. So, so how do you make sure you're not doing that? I think it's literally the interaction from the crowd. Like, like <clears throat> you're talking to them through the music that you're singing to them. You know what I mean? And it depends on how they perceive it or how they accept it and the way that they give like a feeling back to you. It's different every night. It's always going to be different. You know? Yeah. That's even, true. even from, even from the technical side of things, like, like I said, there are, you know, there are things that happen in a show that make us feel uncomfortable or like kind of, we have to think hard and like kind of throw us off a little bit. It's just different every night. Even if, even if it is planned out. But like from tour to tour though. I tour think, to tour? Yeah. So. Like on a bigger scale, like I think we've added just like adding like production and like we added these like this like video wall behind us and it's like and just like that's a new way to experience like visually aesthetically with the music. So that's like I mean I mean we can play the exact same set we played last like a year ago for our tour and just by adding that we're not doing that of course but like by adding that new dimension it's like they're experiencing it in a whole our music in a whole new way. So I think we just keep adding dimension and like and depth layers, to what yeah. we do layers exactly. Mm-hmm what we're doing and I don't I mean of course we're going to keep adding new music and like keep changing and evolving but like I just we're just going to keep finding new ways to add a depth to the show and to keep people and it's just it's wild that we can come back to a city and do one more ticket than the last time we were there mm-hmm. and the yeah. fact that we can do double or triple the next time we we're there is like yeah it's baffling we've been focusing on the subtleties with the show that make it different from the last tour because we always have to remember that there are people showing up now that have never been to one show so we still have to cater to you know we don't have to change too much is what i'm saying it's like when you see a music video and it makes you like a song more it's like that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to add little things that you know make something old feel new yeah but to some people everything's new so we have to consider that too yeah so it's been fun so you don't want to like throw out the, the playbook altogether, but mm-hmm. like at the same time you do have to you know reinvent we know the moments and the you know the moments yeah. that yeah. Our, our old fans or you know consistent fans like and then we know what will excite the new people too um so listen you guys have new music coming out yeah growing mm-hmm. pains february 9th yeah so what's this all about what's what's the direction of of the new music uh how is this maybe de- departing or evolving off of uh, what you already have out? It's almost like a de-evolution a little bit. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I think we like 
evolved ourselves to like a sleeker place and then like took steps backwards to like where we were almost when we started a little bit. Like yeah. it's like it's almost like the music that we were it sounds like the music we were listening to when we started the band or like I don't know. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it, but like sonically it's just it's the least overthought thing I've ever mm-hmm. done because it was just a demo that sat around before, even before talk too much. We had it forever. And then this guy, this producer, Butch Walker, heard the song and like heard the demo and it's like like crazy form and just was just like, I heard, let me just like add drums and like change one vocal thing. And it was just like, cool, let's send this to mix. Like it's done. And I was like, that's like, what? You when think we were that? working on that, that song, it felt like we were just making a more enhanced demo. And then a week later, that would go on to be what is now coming out. We used like all the stuff I made in my bedroom. Like we just like used it all. Like we didn't think twice about it. Does that does that feel risky to then be like? Because it's hard to say you're done with something. Yeah, it's you're never yeah. done. I just got to surrender, basically. Right. Yeah. Risky in a way, but also liberating because there would be so much overthought. I think a year ago or two years ago, mm-hmm. we just and realized all, yeah. it's just a song. Mm-hmm. It's just another piece of the puzzle. If it, it does what it does and it serves a purpose, and that's that's all. You, and you have to move on and write more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we had a year ago. We'd have been like. Even the six months ago, I've been like, this is the song. We have to put this song out. There's no other song that exists. I'm only going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. It's just like you get so deep into one thing. Too much but pressure. You just have to like, you have to like make something, surrender, and move on. And just hope for the best. Yeah. The new stuff coming out. Where and when can people find it? February 9th, everywhere. Growing Pains. Nice. Yeah, there you have it. Coin, thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you awesome. very much. Make sure to check out their new album, How Will You Know If You Never Try. It's out now. listening to Night Shifts. The song is Karma. Well, this week kicks off the 2018 Winter Olympic Games in South Korea, and the team from the Relevant Sports Podcast, Jesse, who you know, Chicago Bears linebacker Sam Acho, and Willow Creek pastor Steve Carter recently sat down to break down the big storylines of the games, how it affects the humanitarian situation in North Korea, and why you should be watching the biathlon. Here is Sam, Steve, and Jesse from the Relevant Sports Podcast. What's up, everyone? Uh, hey, if you haven't been tuning into to the Relevant Relevant is doing a sports podcast, we want to give you a little bit sample this week um, of what we do. Also, we, every week we try to cover the intersections of faith, of culture, of social issues, 
and sports. Um, and so we look at what's happening in those worlds and, and try to give our take. And I wanted to introduce you, if you haven't heard yet, uh, uh, who, who joins me every week is Chicago Bears linebacker Sam Acho. Sam, what's going on, man? Man, I'm doing so good. Man, love this podcast. Love talking the intersections of sports, faith, culture, social issues. Such a blast. And Willow Creek pastor Steve Carter. Steve, how's it going, man? It's going great. Love doing this with you guys. So what we want to do is bring you a little preview of the Winter Olympics by talking about a couple of the the, the issues that uh, that go a little bit deeper than the games. So guys, what I want to start off with was what's going on with Russia. So <laughs> so Russia was exposed as kind of sponsoring this uh, state-run drug program and cheating in the Sochi Olympics. And so as a result, they were banned from participating in the Olympics this year in South Korea. They kind of have wielded some power, and now at least 169 Russian athletes, possibly even more, depending on uh, how many the IOC lets in at the last minute, will be allowed to compete in South Korea. But here, here is the what it's contingent on. They can no longer have Russia on the jerseys. It says Olympic athlete from Russia. <laughs> the, 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 the Russian flag <laughs> won't fly, but the jerseys that they're wearing are a different shade of red. Okay, so but what you've got to understand, this punishment is for widespread doping that was sponsored by Russia. If you, There's a great documentary on Netflix that um, breaks down kind of um, the, the depth of this program and how complicit the government was was in it. My question to you guys is, does allowing these athletes who on an individual level may or may not be clean, the IOC says they're clean, does it completely undercut the punishment that should be facing Russia right now? Of course not. So listen, just guys, bear with me. I'm an athlete, right? I know Olympic athletes. I'm a professional athlete. We train for years. I mean, just for me as a, as a, my sport comes every year. So I don't have to, I can train, I can play, I can train, I can play. These Olympic athletes, they spend four years training just to get to the Olympics and to ban them for something that their country did. They may, they may not have had, they may not have been doped by it. They'll use any, been dope, using doping, right? But they are getting banned because their country was doing illegal things. You cannot punish these players. These players I'm glad they're allowed to be competing in the Olympics. They've been fighting for it now. And, and, if, and the, it's well known that if players have been caught doping, they're not going to be in the Olympics. But these players should be in it, and I'm glad that they're in it. Steve, what do you think? Is, by doing this, does it, does it make the penalty against Russia um, you know, toothless? I mean, it, and Sam, I hear your point, because the, 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 the challenge is how do you punish a country without punishing the individuals? But at the same time, what are the consequences for Russia if it's just ceremonial? Steve, what do you think? Yeah, that's the, that's the hard piece. I mean, the fact uh, what what are they called? What's going to be on their jersey? Athletes from Russia. But I will say this: the Olympic Committee said to be from Russia. The Olympic Committee they did say this. They said that the the font size of the uniforms <laughs> super no, small. They, this is literally the rule. Tom's this was really aerial black eight point font. <laughs> hey, no, this is this is what the Olympic Committee said. They said. That print size for the words Olympic athlete from should be equivalent to the word Russia. So there's not going to be shenanigans. It's not going to be like Olympic athlete from Russia. It's all Russia. one size. So, I mean, that's a big, you know, take that, Vladimir. What do you totally, think? What do you think, Steve? Totally. Well, you, you think about this for like the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. 
I mean, this like it's just it's it's so it's so bizarre. Uh, here's the problem. I want I want these athletes who are clean to be able to participate, and I also want a hammer to drop on any sense of institution or organization that is allowing this kind of uh, practice of doping to continue. So the fact that there's so many, I feel like they're they're not they're not even getting a hand slap. It's just like uh, a lighter shade of red and a new title, <laughs> and there can be all like, come on, guys! Like, yeah, I, I don't understand how it works. And, and Sam, from an athlete's perspective, I understand what you're saying about you not wanting to penalize people who may be clean. But what about all the clean athletes out there who say, well, and, and let me just give this for context too. That uh, back in for the Sochi Olympics, Russia sent 232 athletes um, in Vancouver in uh, the, the the prior 177. This year, probably over 170 are going. So there's a lot of athletes from going. But what message does it send to the clean athletes from countries that don't have doping programs that are saying, "Are they, did they just get away with cheating?" And I've been playing clean my whole life. From the from that perspective, uh, athletically, is that something you'd be concerned about? Every country has athletes who you're use steroids are doping or doing something illegal, right? So to talk about the clean athletes, right? Look at, look at U.S. Uh, track and field. Look at all of our famous track and field athletes who we applaud, who years later we found out, oh, man, they were using steroids. They were doping, right? What does that say to the clean athletes? That's a big, bigger question than a country being penalized, right? Just because you so happen to be from that country. Even if a country is not doing the doping, there are certain athletes who are taking illegal drugs to get an advantage. And if they're caught, they should be suspended. But just because a country does it and you don't do it, you should be pun uh, penalized. So I'm okay with having a jersey that says Olympic athlete who may or may not be from Russia in small font. I'm cool with that. Hey, Jesse, let me ask you this. Okay. Is clean sport, is the idea of it dead? Like, is, is everybody doping? Is everybody using... You know, I mean, you, I don't think you can ever just accept that it's dead, right? Because as soon as you do, things spiral out of control. There are always going to people find. There are always going to people who find ways around the rules, right? I mean, that that's that's the, why the doping regulations change all the time. Be because people find ways around them, but that doesn't mean you can just lift them entirely, right? That's like saying, you know what? Banks are always going to get robbed to some degree. Why even have safes anymore? You know what I mean? Like you still <laughs> have to have some barrier. So excited about this. yeah. I mean, you still have to have some barrier to protect yourself from uh, the violation of rules. But th this seems like a toothless punishment. Uh, either way, innocent people, innocent athletes are going to suffer some consequences, whether it's that they were cheated by someone who had an unfair advantage or they were clean and they weren't able to participate. It's not a great situation for either, but it, it's definitely something that um, there, there's no easy solutions for. And speaking of something there's no easy solution for, the, the other kind of conflicted thing when it comes to um, athletes and countries this year is North Korea is participating in the games. And this is a pretty big deal. Not only are North Korea and South Korea, who are technically still at war, fielding a, hockey, a women's hockey team together, um, but they're actually flying the North Korean flag in South Korea right now, along with the other nation's flag for the Olympics. That's that's outside the Olympics. That's illegal. 
it's illegal to fly a North Korean flag uh, in, in South Korea. And obviously, everyone's aware of the nuclear threat from North Korea and the behavior of their leader, who by all uh, measures is a dictator who is responsible for awful human rights violations. It's North Korea right now for the 14th straight year, which just named the worst country for persecuting Christians by Open Doors International. How do you guys as fans of of sports and also as as Christians, how do we kind of balance our desire to cheer for these individuals who are competing that may be from North Korea without wanting to seem like we're supporting some sort of um, you know ceremonial charm offensive from what appears to be a dictatorship? Well, I think it's a great question, Jesse. And the beauty of sports is that it draws people in. I mean, that's what we talk about often on our podcast is just this intersection of faith and culture. And you see that a women's hockey team, groups of people who had never been able to connect with each other, now they're going to be sharing ice together. The fact that, uh, you know, North Korean's leader, dictator, like he, he wasn't calling South Korea except when the Olympics came, two phone calls happened. If this can be the beginning of peace talks, if this can be the movement towards peacemaking, man, I, I've seen crazier things happen. I, I, I want to be at least hopeful. Um, and and I, I love the idea of that these women are going to be sharing ice together, playing as a team, and who knows what that might mean for their country. It's going to make an amazing movie in 10 years. Well, it's, it's just fun for me to see what sports can do. And Steve alluded to it just to see a country that countries that are at war, countries where you better not cross this line. Our border do not cross. You're not coming into this country yet because of sport, because of the Olympics, because of maybe it's it's pride from their dictator. Phones being picked up. Calls are being made. And so for me. I am hopeful. I'm hopeful to see a sport as something as silly as a sport, right? Football, basketball, hockey, bringing countries that are at war together. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. And I, and I, I can't wait to see uh, what comes of it in the future. Yeah. I mean, what, what about the example that this could be for even Palestine and Israel? You know, mm, what if they, mm. what if they forged a, a team together? I just, there's something about this story that you go, this is where sports has the power to transcend and draw people together. I just, I, I, I think that there is something about it. Jesse, what do you feel? It's complicated because you don't want to ever seem like you're endorsing the actions of someone who's a, who is like a dictator. Like, and that's, that's tough, you know, because, um, but at the same time, there, there's a very human side to this where, you know, I was reading, about the the women for this hockey team who are coming from North Korea. They showed up and their hockey sticks were like these old battered wooden hockey yes, sticks. Yes. And they were given like carbon fiber state of the art hockey sticks to play with in the Olympics. But before they return home because there is uh, an embargo on luxury goods. Like luxury goods are not allowed to be shipped into North Korea as a punishment to their regime. These women have to turn in the carbon fiber sticks. And they have to take home the old broken wooden ones, you know. And I think when you when you when you realize the nuance of how this is affecting people, 
you you can see that the Olympics do represent a special moment and that you have to maintain the big picture that humanitarian violations can't be tolerated, right? Like you, you, you a country just can't put a sheen on it and say, everything's all right. Cause look, we're playing these games together. We can't tolerate that, but you can still, I feel like have to have the ability to see the human side and what these athletes are trying to do. And even if it's just temporary, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, We've seen the power of countries at war coming together to compete. You know, look at Jesse Owens, right? Yeah. At, at the brink of World War II, he he goes to the Olympics in Europe. And, you know, Hitler wants a German athlete to beat him so that he can have, like, this display of his view of white supremacy on display for the world, right? Jesse Owens ends up winning. And it, it's an incredible story, and and what a hero, uh, a great American hero, and 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 a, and, a, and a racial role model Jesse Owens was. But the German athlete and Jesse Owens later in life became friends, right? Like after the war was over, after after Germany fell, Jesse Owens and this guy became friends because of sports. And I think yep. that's what we have to hope for while maintaining the big picture of like, look, North Korea is doing terrible things to its own people. We can't forget that. But maybe for these couple of weeks, we can cheer for those athletes and hopefully they bring some unity together. Look at Jesse dropping wisdom right now. You know, dropping like you're, you're more, I know more than jokes, man. Okay. Just, just I the, am getting just, warmed up here. Oh, okay. you looking you like Steve see Nash. Me. I see you. Old school Steve <laughs> hey, Nash. Okay. Well, I, I, before I get too serious, before I get too serious, <laughs> before we, we let, we let people get back to the, to the podcast here, I got to ask you guys, what sport are you most excited about? I have a tie for three that I'm going to throw out there. Biathlon. Any any sport that involves running and shooting a gun is it's basically like a, a Rambo. It's basically a Rambo movie sport. I love that. Snowboard Big Air is going to be cool. And this year they're doing something called mass start uh, uh, speed skating. So instead of like everyone starting yes. like track style, like tiered out, there's just one starting line where everyone on speed skate starts running. It's ice roller derby. It's awesome. I can't wait for that. Sam, what most what sport are you looking for most, man? Little secret here, everybody. My passion, the sport that I've always wanted to be good at, but never was, is curling. <laughs> I am so, I am so excited about curl. Like I legit like I'm obviously some uh, some of the Olympic games are great, right? I love watching ice skating, right? Figure skating. It's it's for me. It's like the the art of being being able to skate. First of all, because I can't skate, so that's impressive. And then you can spin that many times. That's super <laughs> awesome. And then you can land and not get hurt. And it's cold. Like all that impressive, right? Biathlon, I'm super excited about that, right? You're running, you're shooting, you're skating, skiing, great. But curling. Sport of kings. I mean, it is the sport of legend. Like, legends used to curl, right? Like, kings and queens. And, I mean, like, that is the thing. I mean, I'm, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> fantasizing here. But, like, I, curling, maybe. like, what is better than curling, right? Like, the strategy like the the timing, the precision, the, grunting. the teamwork. You got the guys brushing. You know what I mean? Like I, if and whenever I stop playing football, curling legends, watch out because I'm going to go to the Olympics as a curler. I'll tell you what's better. You mark my words. A, 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 a snowboarder doing like six gainers Come off on. a 75 foot uh, ramp. Not even close. Steve, Steve, Not even Steve close. real quick, take can't it, be compared. Take us home here, Steve. What what sport should we be watching for? You know, I'm going to go skeleton. I love it. 
like just the single luge. Like I just, I think it's amazing. Um, I love the snowboarding. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Lindsey Vaughn and Sean White. So, yeah. it, I, and I do love just any sense where they tell the backstory. I'm such a sucker for the backstory yeah. of how someone had to overcome so that they could be a curler for the US. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yes, there's nothing better. Curling, there's tons of <laughs> curling backstories. You just got to look for them. I mean, everybody who curl, like they're yeah. the coolest. Most, LeBron James, he used yeah. to curl. Uh, Steph Curry, he was a curler. Dude, you're well, just good at life. Yeah. Hey, listen, everybody. Listen, most of those curlers, a lot of people don't know this, are orphans who came from incredible circumstances. They overcame. 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 Hey, real talk, real talk, and maybe it's not that real talk. Je- I heard Jesus in uh, Galatians. It said he curled, yeah, um, and it's uh, Galatians three, <laughs> yeah, chapter I'll three. St- I'll stand by uh, that. Verse thirty-three. I mean, I'm just saying, dude. Like, I'm just trying to follow. My I'm not savior. even going to ask Pastor Steve what he thinks on that one. But uh, on don't that, ask on Pastor that, Steve. No, hey, don't ask Pastor Steve. <laughs> listen, hey, everyone. Down. You, if you want more sports talk, uh, we, we don't look at Galatians three thirty three <laughs> right now. There may not be thirty three verses in Galatians. So. <laughs> if you if you want more sports talk weekly, uh, we have a great guest this week. The chairman of the Chicago Bears, George McCaskey, is joining us. We got some great guests coming up. Uh, check us out. Relevant is doing sports podcast. Download us wherever you get the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and follow us on, in on Twitter at Relevant Sports. Uh, all right, fellas, uh, people are going to head over there and, and see you there. I would say say bye, but you'll just be like, oh, I'll just hear you in the other podcast. So, um, uh, guys, thanks for thanks for giving us the Olympic rundown here. More more or less the curling rundown is what I call it, but Olympic, you can call it. Cool, that's fine. Yeah, yeah anything for you, Jesse McDaniels. Anything for you. <laughs> Jesse Mc... Y'all need to go... Hey, everybody listen. <laughs> go listen to our other podcast. It comes out this Thursday, February 7th, I believe it is, or February 8th. Jesse is a traitor to America. All right? Deci- He's a traitor to yourself. America. You've heard my wisdom. Go America, go <laughs> listen, Olympics. Listen to Relevant is doing a sports podcast. Jesse is a traitor to America. He should lose his job because of it. Um, I'm really upset about this, but you got to listen to find out. Jesse McDaniels. Shots fired. <laughs> Go listen to our podcast. That was Sam, Steve, and Jesse from the Relevant Sports Podcast. Go check it out every week. It tells you everything you need to know about sports. Stay tuned up next to your feedback. I have wherever I am I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am that's Philippians chapter 4 in the message Bible and here's Romans 9 Hosea put it well I'll call nobodies and make them somebodies I'll call the unloved and make them beloved discover the surprise and wonder filling God's Word open up the message Bible and find them for yourself you're listening to Hayden James. The song is numb, featuring Grace.
it's time for your feedback. Um, okay, so we told you last week in the feedback, we asked you guys, we, we, we asked you to tell us some interesting facts about yourselves. And you flooded us. We realized you guys are way more fascinating than we thought. You flooded us with interesting information. So much so that we wanted to interact. We wanted to elevate this experience and do maybe a listener of the week segment each week until we're bored. So maybe for the next month or so. Um, <laughs> it is now time for the debut of you listen to the show and it's time to get to know you it's a listener of the week there we go okay so how this is gonna work is that we scrolled through all of you guys sending us your three facts and we decided to randomly pick out one that uh caught our eye and uh this week's listener of the week is amanda covell jesse tell us uh, the three facts about Amanda Cavell that caught your eye. <laughs> Amanda says, uh, one, sure, I-, I want some background on this. You have been a flower girl 17 times. Wow. You do not work at a pet store, but you have had a hamster thrown at you in a professional work setting. We are talking about a victim of hamster assault. <laughs> and, <laughs> and while on a mission trip to, on a Baptist mission trip, <laughs> yeah, so I guess important. it's important uh, to a brothel, you uh, came down with a rash. Oh, wow. Welcome to the show, Amanda Covell. Hi. 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 I don't have any hamsters on me right now. Okay, oh, good. good. Okay, That's so good. before we, we get into the stories, where where are you calling us from? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. What do you do there in Fort Worth? Um, I work um, with mentally and emotionally disturbed youth. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're like actually yeah. a really good person. <laughs> you're like doing good things on the planet. Yeah. Um, I try. I try to be a good person. You know, we'll see. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Now, you've you said that best. you are a self... This is Eddie. It's nice to meet you, by the way. Uh, you Hi, have nice said, to meet you. Thank you. It's, you have said that you are a self-appointed podcast critic. Is Tell that in more. her like, Twitter bio or something? Yes. Oh. Wow. So yes, love, I have. Love people, love <laughs> jokes, love Jesus more. So, uh, uh, But tell me more about your podcast cr- critique. Do you have a blog or something? Ooh. No, no, mostly just like what I think about them to my friends. I wish I could quit oh. my job and just listen to podcasts, but um, no one's going to pay me to do that. So yeah, Jesse gets aren't. paid to do that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, I got a question for you. As a self-appointed <laughs> podcast critic, which there's only one kind of podcast critic. That's a podcast critic. Doesn't matter if it's your job title. Uh, so right. Congratulations on that. Right. Um, <laughs> other you. than the relevant podcast, which is obviously is far and away the greatest podcast you've ever heard, and is consistently raises the bar every week. Which that's mm-hmm. what my mm-hmm. podcast blog sure. says. Sure. What What are What are three of your favorite podcasts? And be really honest, but I'm also a, don't the, hurt her family. Okay, the new, new activist, the NF Downs. Um, like serial killer criminology podcast fan. Mm. Okay. So I love so Sword and the Scale. Okay. Um, and then I love the serial killers. Pretty okay. self-explanatory. And, and then a lot of NPRs. So yeah. is one of my favorites. If, well. you, if there's a show okay. about like activism, that wasn't so much like old activists, but like, yeah, it's I'm kind, kind of a new generation. Well, like, activism like for like current, a new generation. Like new ones. Yeah. 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 Would, it's the Sojourners be... podcast, right? I love that one. That one's the best. <laughs> and let's, <laughs> and, and let's say the host on it is cultivated, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
like an awareness of people thinking he's funny, but on this show, he's not funny at all. At all. Like he pretty much talking about the new Shane Claiborne podcast. It's the best. I'd like to read one of your tweets, Amanda. May I do that? Is it just I just got a laugh out of it? Absolutely. It's public record, so go for it. Oh, well done. Just retweeted it. Putting lotion on my dry feet in the middle of the airport because boundaries are for losers. That's a really funny image to me. Just Amanda chilling in the airport, putting lotion on Amanda, where were you flying? Oh, um, gosh, I don't remember. I think I was flying back from Asia. So I was like three days in, wow. stuck in LAX and just, you know, you just stop caring about what people right. think or right. say. So. How, do you, how do you get to be a, uh, a not a, a flower, was it flower girl? Yeah, flower how do you girl, get to be 17 times. Flower girl, yes. 17 times. Because then that reserve for like four and under. I know. I went both of our girls at some point to be a flower is. girl. They never it got is. to be. There's a short window that you get to you get to do that. Um, my dad is a pastor. Ah. And so ah. we were at a mega church in Phoenix, Arizona. And he oh. was like over the like satellite young adult campus. And so a lot of people get married and it was just like a package deal. I was cute. They needed a flower girl, and we were the only kids running around. So, so did you know any wow. of the couples really, or were you just like, up? Oh, it's just like Elvis at the drive-through wedding. It's like it's just another, <laughs> just another one I got. It do. was pretty drive-through. Like I would just wake up on a Saturday and be like, "All right, where am I going today? Who's getting married?" It was pretty rare that I had like a relationship with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she was like the cute, the adorable little girl who all the single people loved because they were the pastor's daughter. Right. It was you like the exactly ma- you, you're was. like the church yeah. mascot. Yeah, for sure. Everybody yeah, wanted her in the wedding. There was, I got, I had a dress. Like I knew what to do. No one, I knew the drill. Like I was good at it. Oh, yeah. Throw flowers. Halfway flower. up the aisle, you kind of yeah. stop and like do a little stutter step, smile, wave at somebody. Oh, so cute. And then right. all the way up to the front. Yeah. Cause if you're too good at it, it's not cute. You no, have no. to be a little nervous. Right. Did you keep doing it kind of past your prime? It was kind of awkward because you're like 11. You're like, trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pretty much, I think, stopped after like first grade. Okay. So, oh, yeah. you know, That's great. I, I didn't want to be the old flower girl, yeah. you know, yeah. who yeah. doesn't know her role anymore. Not, when you can read chapter books, you're yeah. done being a flower girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's I don't know hurt your feelings, but did you ever make the transition to bridesmaid or junior bridesmaid? <gasps> Um, I did make the transition to bridesmaid twice. Um, so, you know, I, my expectations are low and I don't want to be a bridesmaid 17 times. It's more expensive than being a flower girl. Yeah. Very expensive. I'm happy with the rate that I'm bridesmaiding. Yeah. Yeah. Would y'all like to know, can I, can I insert an Annie, an AFD story here? Would you like to know how many times I've been a bridesmaid? Yes. 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 29. What? Yes. I don't even know 29 people. Yes. Yeah. But only 28 dresses because one um, couple, one, two brides use the same dress. Go ahead. Back to you, Amanda. Wow. 29. So like second marriages, they just doubled up. They're just like, no, 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 no. Two like different the first brides time. pick the same black dress from David's bridal. Oh, my. This segment brought to you by David's bridal. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Amanda, I, mean, I, I have another. Wait, wait, wait. If, you used it, if you used it twice, <laughs> that means Valentine's you can. I'm having a great time, everybody. Yeah. Things you are going kept, pretty well for me. Let's it, talk about it more. If you were able to recycle the, the dress, that means you kept it. Does that mean you have 28 bridesmaids dresses in your house somewhere? <gasps> Not oh. in this house. In my in your storage. Is, yeah, in a storage locker in Nashville. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's here in Atlanta. But yes, I have all the dresses. Yeah. Why? I mean, but but why would you? You're never going to wear them again. I keep meaning to give them away. I know. I wore one a couple of times, but I keep meaning to give them away. And because there's like do, ways donate you can to, use, like, you should do a, a prom for needy people. That's what yeah. I, keep, I keep meaning to do that. And I keep forgetting. You should do a do dress in uh, December. Wear one a day Done. and raise a lot of money for some Absolutely great organization. Done. 
That would be incredible. Oh, I like it. Raise a ton of money and then just give fun. them away. One, one a Chandler, day. Like, I'm going to need a jingle. Retire. Yeah, real <laughs> jingle. Uh, Jesse, I know that one of uh, Amanda's facts you 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 really want to talk to her about. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, I hope it's not the one yeah. I think. Uh, Amanda, you were assaulted with a hamster <laughs> in, in, in the workplace. You know, I had you in mind, Jesse, when I brought up that fact. Good. I thought that would get your attention. Thank you. Yeah, oh, cut wow. through the noise. Cut you. through the noise. Um, and, and not only did this happen because at first I. I was just thinking maybe someone just randomly threw a hamster. Maybe that hamster was running really fast and jumped off something and you happen to be in its trajectory. But you said this happened to you in a professional setting. You were at work when someone threw a, I'm assuming a live hamster at you. Please tell us the context for this story. Yes. So I work with emotionally disturbed youth and um, I was visiting one of my kiddos at home. Um, and a lot of our kids, one of the things they do is, cruelty to animals. Um, and so I'm knocking on the door. I hear a lot of shuffling inside. Um, and then someone knocks back. So I knock again and the door just swings wide open. And I just see this like brown blur coming towards me and hear my kids just screaming at the top of his lungs. And so I catch it like against my chest and I can feel it moving and I can feel their spur. And so I'm trying to set a good example and not drop it because, you know, we're trying to teach better life skills here. And, um, I'm like feeling for like a tail. And then I look down and I see it's a hamster and I'm like, okay, hamster, I can handle, I can't do a rat, but a hamster I can handle. And, um, yeah, my kid just threw it at me. Um, the explanation of why he was throwing it at me was that he wanted me to meet his new pet. Wow, and sure. that was the best way. <sighs> Listen, you know, Jesse's from a story Amanda, got very real. Amanda, I just want to say something that you're not going to understand until you listen to the whole <laughs> podcast. But you've just made a pretty sure. strong argument for not putting the slots in the for the mailbox in the front of the house. Because <laughs> 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 that is yet another animal that can fit through that slot. And I guess you don't understand what I'm saying. But when you listen to this in context, you're going to realize, oh, he's right. <laughs> that guy's got a point. Yeah. Amanda, how did the, how did the hamster come out of this? Yeah, you're was he okay? Door. He was he was okay. He was okay. I caught him. He was a little shaken up, I think. Um, I kind of held him close to me for a little while just to kind of see. I didn't want to give back a dead hamster, but I also <laughs> didn't want to give back a dying hamster. I think that's yeah. worse. We all yeah. learn from so money. I just kind of held on to him, yeah, for a little while. And then uh, we talked about safe ways to play with animals that yep. day was the topic of discussion. <laughs> And I put him back in his little cage. Uh, I've had I've had that talk with Jesse multiple times. Yeah, and, I mean, um, it's, it was. I mean, they they had to put a clause in HR documents that relevant. Safe ways to play with animals. He has a Jesse. graveyard of circus animals in now, his backyard. I mean, I want to talk about one other tweet that I want to I want to, I want to talk about one other tweet that you said. You have a pretty compelling pitch. You have a pretty compelling pitch for a Christian <laughs> bachelor in paradise that oh. would take place in Branson, oh, that Missouri. Is my dream. You what? have no idea. That is my dream. <laughs> a Christian bachelor in paradise. I feel like it would be in Montana though. And not, it'd be like, you know, why Montana? Out woods, not on a beach. Why? Are, because you can be oh, more modest. Than Montana oh, than modest is hottest. That's right. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> is Branson, wait, is Branson way warmer than Montana? 
Hold oh, on. I don't know. Why are we even talking about Branson? Well, we're Branson. 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 She said Branson. not the beach. She said not the beach. You know, uh, you want to do Bachelor uh, Christian Bachelor in Paradise uh, at the beach. Her, 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 original, original, her original tweet said it would be in Branson. Oh, okay. And, and okay. would involve okay. giving uh, out purity you know, rings instead of roses. That was, our, that was our new segment called Annie's Random Geography Inquiries. Wait, is Montana warmer than Branson? Annie listens to Jesse. I was listening. Branson? What on earth are you? Why do you care? Jesse, defend me. Yeah. No, it was it. That's what I said. Her original, her original pitch was to be a Christian bachelor in paradise in Branson, okay. where they would hand out purity rings instead of roses. <gasps> I'm. I, I would probably watch this. This one would be more interesting to me than wait, the actual wait, wait. bachelor. So in paradise. the ro- the rose thing happens like every week, though. Are you yeah. just accumulating more and more rings? I mean, like if you make it to the end, do you have like 19 rings? I mean, a lot of the girls keep the roses. Um, Oh, okay. But they die. Yeah, they make room for new new roses. To make sure that the lesson sticks, I think. Breaking, breaking news from yep. Amanda's Twitter feed. Yeah. June 19th, 19, oh no, no. June 19th, 2017. Yep. Love hearing people in the public eye who are flight, fighting slavery. And it was Buster, the new activist this week, was great. <gasps> that <gasps> makes me feel. <laughs> this is from a podcast <laughs> critic, Eddie. So here's what I like, though. I still didn't make her top three, but I still um, we're still in you the got tweet tweeted from, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that you still were beat out by a podcast about literal murders. Yeah. but yeah. you did get a, a tweet shout out, and, and the podcast she's on right now wasn't on her top three, right. but still, right. we're happy to be in the club. That's yeah. great. All right, well, it has been great getting to know you. Uh, thanks for joining us, Amanda. You were the debut. Epi- uh, edition of You listen to the show and it's time to get to know you. It's the listener of the week. Hey, no joke. Thanks for listening to the show. It's really yeah, sweet. Yeah, we're of you. grateful, man. Yeah, I'm super honored to be the first interview. Good luck yeah. with your whole entire life. I hope we get to meet you again someday. <laughs> Bye, continue Bye. saving hamsters. Thanks, guys. I mean, is she the first or do we count Matt? I don't know. Well, she's Matt the first was, one who was jingle approved. He was beta, yeah. he was the beta test. He proved the concept. Oh, Her. I see. We can know other people. Yeah. We need and to then, follow yeah, up with yeah. Matt too and see if he's gotten a worship pastor yet. No, I I don't think so. I have noticed that he and other people are now like I saw other pastors in Iowa hear him on the show and go, I love this guy and started connecting with him. I and so we're creating too. a pastoral network in Iowa. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad pastors RPM. in Iowa aren't competitive with Matt. I'm glad right. they didn't like <laughs> think of a funny prank by putting the garden hose to the mail no. slot of his yes. church and turning it on. It's like, right. hey, welcome to Iowa, pal. You know, man, I've been thinking about that exact thing so much during this episode, Jesse, the, the garden hose to the mail slot. I think that's hysterical. I have a that's, devious mind. Here's the worst Annie. part is that right. I have a spigot not 10 feet from the mail slot. This oh, is boy. the problem. You have got to seal that off. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to get a new door. Well, the, it's going to be all new doors and windows anyway. Don't, so don't I put have, that spot. You just put it right there. You got the, yeah. the little. I don't think box. I could. I don't even. I think I could buy a, a door anymore with a mail slot on it. That's a great point. You know, like where would you even get one? So I have to go side. No, I'm sure you can door. buy one. I mean, how old is your door? Is your door is your house from like 1812? How old is your it's door? It's a mid-century. <sighs> it's an unrestored mid-century modern house from the late 60s. So it's original so, to the house. Yeah. So 19. Yeah, does it have a flat roof? Because that picture you posted of you on Insta Story looked like you were standing on the roof, but it was flat. Yeah, it's a flat roof, mid-century That's modern so house. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be neat when we're done restoring Guys, it. Ma- you can buy so many mail slots. Some of these are humongous. They're terrifyingly big. Yeah, it's 
It's really more of like, <laughs> like I, I, can, can, put my, I yeah. can put my elbow in. Judging by animal like, size, it's like the little kid Dora Chuck E. Cheese. So like you, you, you can, can buy a mail slot and then like and then saw it onto your like you make yes. the hole and then attach yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Right. Or I'm seeing some. I'm seeing some that are you know that are pre-installed on doors. Like you can buy old ones that just say the word letters on it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, old timey ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's no good. They have I would vertical never consider that you slots? could just add one to a door. I, th- I mean, of course you can, but in my brain, yeah. you had to buy the whole door. But it is, I mean, that's a to-do to add one to a door, because I mean, no. like, if you if you have a wood door... Yeah, but if you buy a, a, a door, you have to drill for the hinges, the doorknob. You yeah, ha- but those things are usually pre-done. Uh, the doorknob, not the hinge side. You have to, like, cut it out with, like, a little scraper. Like, and, it out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, it's a whole mm-hmm. to-do. Interesting. I'll say this, that's they're what, not cheap. They are, they're, like, 70 bucks each. No, you're going to want wow. one of those cool vintage ones that go on, like, the left side that have the cool little, like, hooks on the bottom where you uh, put your outgoing mail at the clip like old people do. Yeah. It's so cute. No, you need oh. to find a really cool one that matches your house I, like brass get, i'll get back to you on this i'm gonna build a pinterest board cameron i got you mm-hmm. i appreciate it I, what I i'm gonna some, do is i'm gonna invent going. one i'm gonna invent one that has all the utility of a mail slot but it will also have some manner of trap in case it senses fingers in there <laughs> like yeah. a picture or like a chinese like a chinese finger trap so that when i get home and there's someone with their hand stuck in the door at the end of the day <laughs> I'm, like gonna, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I got curious. I started feeling around your mail slot. <laughs> I'm trapped. I'm sorry. I smell that you have a delicious crock pot going. It's essentially a bear trap. It's like Forgive it's going to hold you there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's until me or law enforcement gets there, you better hope law enforcement <laughs> arrives before I do or else you're going to be blow gunned several times. And there's no place for you to run. There's no place for you to run. And I realize we got to move on, but I hate to tell you this. They've already released the tiny snakes in your house. Oh, so, oh, oh man. It's just... I don't know, man. I'm and so he's sorry. Like, he's like, I've released tiny snakes, but I'm going to be honest with you, they've been biting my fingers all afternoon because I've been stuck in the door. Yeah, they've been stuck in the door just getting bitten by the tiny snakes. <laughs> all right. It's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, our question of the week, uh, we asked you what a limp or what, what event should be added to the Olympics to make it a little bit more exciting. You know, I mean, you just heard the big segment with the, with the sports pod team talking about the Olympics in serious ways. We wanted to know how we can spice things up to make it more interesting for the the, the normal people, the not the eddies of the world. What would make you want to tune in to yeah, the Winter like Olympics? Like a studio tour of your local NBC affiliate and then getting some Korean food. Right. Yeah, yeah something like that. So what, what would Almost you add exactly. to the Olympics? You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. I, I would just like to acknowledge all of the cylinder hole jokes. <laughs> I would like to acknowledge John, who did a very good joke about changing the movie holes to cylinders. And made I, the movie poster. And yeah, the yeah, poster. Was I, was yeah. really I realized impressed. I wasn't what people needed me to be this week on social media with this joke, and I'm sorry, but it was still very funny, so yeah. well done. So I'm uh, finished. Um, Sarah Ann Anderson, she says that to get the Olympics more exciting, every country should have to do a competitive musical theater type sport. Best song and dance number. I, Eddie, you'd be into that. I'd be really into that. They can be totally. winter themed. How would you just, judge it? How would you judge it? Well, how do you judge the I ribbon mean, the twirling way, in the summer Olympics? Just the depth yeah. of emotion that it brings up. Technical in you. merits. Yeah. 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 I mean, the same way that show choirs get judged, you just bring in those same judges, but now it has to be, it has to happen outside in the snow. Like when he's singing about Maria. That. Is it from his soul? Right. 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 Can you feel it? Can you tell that he understands that one side doesn't want him and the other side right. does? And he's mm-hmm. just you know got what? to be yellow ribbon, mm. not blue. 
I didn't quite believe it. Mm. You know? <laughs> I mean, he hit the notes. Yeah. But yeah. there was something missing. Yeah. Second I, yellow ribbon, is that what you said? Yellow ribbon, second place. <laughs> you two were, were, you know they do medals in the Olympics. Oh, you're talking about in show choir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pete, that's what I'm saying. You. you could feel like even just then you could feel the passion behind the moment. And so that's you just judge by emotion. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Pure P- emotion, PC, however it makes you feel. PC Walker suggested, and I like this. This is simple. Just even if we just did it like one Olympics, is that you make uh, uh you switch the summer and winter activities. So <laughs> like for the summer games. <laughs> That's that is brilliant. a great idea. So, so imagine, imagine downskill he skiing on a big grassy hill, and the, you know it's they're either going to go nowhere or spiral out of control very quickly. Well, do you but, do you put you can you modify the gear so you put like little wheels on the skis? Like I, th- like, I think you do whatever it takes. Um, yeah. But yeah. but like I, I feel like though for summer and winter you don't get to modify because most of mm. it is just people slipping and falling. Like you know that one where the guy spins around real fast and throws that big ball, curling yeah. you know? on Imagine doing that. Imagine doing that on uh, icy ground. They call it the, the one where the guy spins around real fast and throws the big ball. <laughs> what, what, is, what is that? What is it Curling. called? No, 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 no. It's called uh, it's, chop it's a chop it. Chop it. Yeah, right, right. Chain learn. Now, what about the one, not the one where it's on a chain or something? Isn't there one ice. where he's like holding a chain and flings it? I think that's just medieval movies. I don't think that's... I don't know. Well, either one. <laughs> either one. Like spinning like around on an icy ground while doing no, 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 that. Okay, there's the one where he holds the ball up to his chin. Yes. Yeah, that's shot And throws it. Shot put. Shot put. And then there's the one where he has like the kettleball with the chain. That's what I'm talking about. Imagine trying to do that on an icy platform. That is an ACL tear waiting to happen. Men and like, women both are participating in all but those But here's sports. what, I'm going to watch say, every yes. minute of that. Yeah, that's true. Right, that would throwing be fun. stuff around. And, and are you saying like track is done on the uh, indoor on the skating rink? On the, the ice no, rink? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where the speed skating is done. You yeah. have Usain Bolt trying to run a full sprint in an ice rink. Again, it would just be hilarious. A lot of people would get injured horrifically, but I would <laughs> I would be more likely to watch that than watch the actual Winter Olympics. I mean, For it sure. could work because they have they would still have the same spikes in their shoes and you can dig it in. Just stopping, Apparently it's called stopping the hammer throw. The I've never seen this before oh I'm yeah it's great yeah it's wow. great. That's crazy. If every someone very far it they, was it's what thor is based on they kill seven they judges ice? a year off hammer throw they're just watching them go through the air trying to find out where they're going to land and the next thing you know <laughs> and the crowd scatters yeah. like like a spear's coming down <laughs> from things the just get really silent yeah. and they they hit the like ooh <laughs> track on the yeah that's it <laughs> and if it doesn't have a hard metallic sound yeah and just kind of a soft squish. We, we, oh. <laughs> you know, we just lost one. <laughs> we just we lost one. Oh. Another oh. soft, a little quiet thud. Another, oh, oh another boy. Judge. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody play that in the arms of the angel song real quick. We gotta, this is, this is a whole different thing. They're just standing up there with the gold medal weeping because what oh. they had to do to earn that gold. A lot of very dumb comments directed towards me about that whole cylinder thing. <laughs> I cannot get over. Yeah, how, as you deserved. Uh, how dumb. I cannot get over how adamantly wrong I think I might be on this. But whatever. <laughs> Seth referenced a, a Seinfeld bit uh, that's called involuntary luge, where a random person <laughs> off the right. street, a random person <laughs> off the street is thrown onto the luge course. They would yeah. take both strategy and skill. There's a lot of sports that I want to see a random person from the country. Like, I want, like, like, here's what we need, honestly. We need a Hunger Games type of situation where there's a national lottery, and if your name is picked, it's like, oh, man, I got to do the alpine jump. 
<laughs> like I have, Man, that's a great I have three idea. days to try to learn to alpine jump where, you know, I, I blast off a huge ramp on. Again, I'd be way more likely to watch that. Just random people that have never yep. done these things before try to do it. Then I think the probably. ones where, I mean, those take skill, the alpine jump, stuff like that. But the, I think the ones where you're at the top of the thing and it's basically a tube and you're riding mm-hmm. a sled all the way down, whether, yes, it's yes. A, whether it's bobsled team or you're going down by yourself and the skeleton or the loose. Like, I, I think those, like, number one, how do you get into that sport? I mean, yeah, you have, right. I mean, it's not like there's public pools, you know, there's not like public luge courses. Yeah. I think there are. Really? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. this is four Florida guys and a Georgia girl having this conversation. Yeah. I bet up north, this is very normal. I've been to Calgary and they have like the where the Olympics used to be. It's yeah. just now a big public Olympics park. And the people yeah. can do it? Yeah, and people are just running luge, like they're, Running Olympic events all day long. That's really kind of, kind of part of life. But but okay, a lot so of the bobsledders are athletes from other sports. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, really? they, like okay, well I'm not good at football anymore, but I got big thighs, so I'm going to be the base <laughs> on the bobsled. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, 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 there's, I can, there are guys that that's literally their story. That is incredible. I got to say, uh, we may have uh, PC may have won the day with the mix, just flipping summer yeah. and winter. Yeah, the idea right. okay. of, of of just track and field, yeah. but just it's where the ice skaters happen. Yeah. So they're yeah. running that's as fast right. as they can and they just the pole vault is never able to like stick into the ground. It slides right. every time. Slides, and you just have a main yeah. Yeah. running well, it's with like, a giant well, it's pole. Four yeah. feet deep of snow, yeah. so you just yeah. go down. Yeah. <laughs> you just, or they yeah. land and they have to make a beautiful snow angel. Yeah, just every time he lands, he's just like this. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun to watch. <laughs> just a huge pile of snow. I love and you got You can't switch to winter outfits either. You got to still be wearing like your summer outfits. Yeah, the so everybody's just so chilly. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. No, I like yeah, the idea of they can wear long sleeves and long pants. It just slows them down and makes it more interesting to watch. Yeah, that's right. They're wearing like an all like down outfit with yeah, like yeah, big yeah. boots and stuff, and they're just trying to break the hundred meter. So, and, so is like is uh, ice hockey? Does that turn to like rollerblading hockey, or do they have to wear ice skates on a roller rink? I, to be whatever is the most dangerous. Wear ice skates on a roller rink. It's got to be ice skates, <laughs> and it's got to be on sand. Ice skates <laughs> so it's on outdoor. sand. So, it, it's, so it's the sand volleyball course. Very yeah, low scoring. It impossible. is very low. Most most <laughs> games end in a zero zero tie because yeah. and at least hockey. two people they have most do anyway. taken the hospital. Yeah. When yeah. yeah, when switching sports, the number one like aspect that you have to focus right. on is maneuverability and inability mm-hmm. to maneuver. Yeah. So whatever it is that makes you pretty uncomfortable doing your sport, that's what we are looking for. Okay. So that's that's what you need to think about. Golf, that would just be on a snowy course. Yeah, or just yeah. in water. You gotta be in the water. <laughs> Golf. No, you, you know, you know be, who you really loses this is the divers water. is the divers and synchronized swimmers. Because yeah. I mean their sport doesn't change at all except they're diving into frigid, frigid <laughs> water. <laughs> like it's them up on there that little speedo doing like fifteen flips, they land without a splash, <laughs> everything's the same until they like swim for the surface and yeah. their head picks out, they're like, Oh, oh it's <laughs> yeah. cold. Oh, but they're they just spread uh, for the hoping, hot tub. hoping they make it through the hole that was cut in the ice for fishing. The one time. <laughs> Nice hole. That's exactly yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I can't find the hole. <laughs> Man, that is that's panic-inducing. Even just thinking about it. And they have the underwater camera where you get to watch them scramble yeah. underwater for the tiny ice hole. Oh, oh my see, god! I, I was thinking. I like his idea of switching the two. I was thinking though that people would give us more suggestions, like kind of making the Olympic sports like kind of the rock and jock tournaments that yeah. MTV used to do where like they would do a softball game, but they would put like targets in the field that had like, this is yeah. a 400 point target or whatever. Like, like do that with Alpine s- 
skiing and like you have targets where they try to land on or something. Right. You know, like yeah. I, I, I thought they would people give us more rock and jock stuff. Flaming Nobody hoops did. or something. Most people were still just vying for listener of the week to be yeah. completely honest. They yeah. were just still yeah, a lot more facts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for last week. So you can join in online. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, earlier in the show, uh, Eddie started, uh, uh, creating taglines for a lot of the companies coming up. You know, we talked about Crockpot. Yeah. You know, uh, this was us. <laughs> USPS. <laughs> USPS. Uh, <laughs> USPS. He, Eddie came up with one for that. We want to know, we want you to come up with honest taglines for actual brands. I, yeah. I saw um, a funny one one time for Nature's Valley bar because granola bars, you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 The, the taglines at one event was crumbs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nature Valley yeah. crumbs everywhere. I like it. Uh, Do we want to yeah. encourage people to not use our sponsor company so that we can keep those sponsors? Or are we going to let them yeah. go in with anybody? <laughs> now let's get rid of hey, I'm a, I'm like a, I'm a Kansasan at heart. Yeah. Do, do the people who do what they're going to do. Let yeah, the yeah. people choose. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to regulate yeah. this. Yeah, right. So come yeah, on, sixteen-year-olds, bring us your best. Us. Yeah, it's a democracy. <laughs> yeah, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your company honest taglines on uh, the episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Yeah. Many thanks to this episode sponsors for making the show possible. Uh, remember, you can go check out Love and Money, all the content that's happening there every week. Go over to relevantmagazine.com slash love and money. Yes. Um, and be on the lookout for their upcoming uh, podcast. Yeah. Be starting soon. It's very good. cool. Yeah. Also, thanks to Movement Watches. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash relevant and uh, check out their uh, Valentine's gift guide. Hey, thanks to our guests for joining us. Make sure to check out Coin's new single. It comes out today. It's called Growing Pains, ironically. No. Oh, no. What are the chances? We're talking about Mike Seaver the whole time. There you go. Uh, You can follow them on Twitter at Coin. Wow. Congrats on getting that uh, Twitter handle at Coin. Wow. Yeah. I saw they used to have Coin underscore music, but they somehow ended up with Coin. They They, now Coin underscore music just goes to Coin. That should have been the focus of the interview. I'm going to have a talk with Daz about this because it's (laughs) unacceptable. That we don't get the real story. So hey, and thanks to the uh, relevant sports crew for joining us. Make sure to check out uh, a new episode it comes out every week. Relevant sports podcast. You can also follow them on Twitter at, at relevant sports. Uh, hey, the new issue of relevant, the March issue, our 15 year anniversary in print just went to the press. Uh, it will be shipping in the next week or two mm-hmm. to subscribers. You still have time to get it now. Um, if you go over to relevantmagazine.com, you can subscribe today. You won't want to miss our 15 year anniversary issue. There's a lot of special stuff that happens. And uh, yeah, go, can, go can online. We, can I go, go on a limb here and say, I yeah. think this is our best issue ever. <laughs> there you go. I've never said that before. I never said this that. is the best. You yeah. usually say this one's unreadable, but it would appear <laughs> as though I usually say we need a mulligan here. We yeah, deserve yeah. a mulligan. Hey, go to relevantmagazine.com. You can subscribe today and you will uh, get the, uh, the 15 year anniversary issue Yay. on time. And when it comes out uh, right before March, Hey, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you next week. Thanks 
Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. I will bring six more hot topics to this state.